This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It is February 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the body discovered Wednesday on a Delaware College campus is that of a missing Philadelphia woman who was last seen on January 5th, according to police. Authorities said the body of 59-year-old Kim Easel, who was also known as Darlene, was found at the Delaware Technical Community College Stanton campus in Newark. Police found Easel's body in a vehicle in a fenced-in area in the back of the school, According to her children, she was last seen on January 5th, the same day her roommate, 78-year-old Stanley Lawton, was murdered in their home on the 1700 block of West Allegheny Avenue in North Philadelphia. God. Police, uh, Philadelphia police arrested 31-year-old Walter Hurd in connection with Lawton's death. Hurd was charged with the murder and other related offenses. Now, Easel's children said Hurd is the son of the landlord of the property their mom was renting on Allegheny Avenue. Apparently, days before her disappearance, Hurd was allegedly hassling Easel for rent money, uh, but she was asked asking for a lease agreement on paper, and basically he was saying, you're going to pay me. Uh, while the cause of death has not been determined, uh, sources tell Action News a bullet was found near the body. No one has been charged in connection with her death at this time. Relatives say that Easel worked over many years for a home health care service providing assistance to the elderly. Philadelphia officials say a 48-inch water main break sent uh, roughly 8 million gallons of water uh-huh. into the streets of Ooh. King Sessing, leading to evacuations and school closures early Wednesday morning. The Philadelphia Fire Department received a call at about 6.42 a.m. yesterday of a transmission water main break in the, at the intersection of 56 and Springfield Avenues. Uh, transmission mains are used to carry water to different parts of the city. This main was installed in 1921. I was about to say, some of those, some yeah. of those are over 100 years. <laughs> years old oh, yeah. water mains. Oh, yeah. It's wild and and over time, you know, they they can't you can't look underground and see how what condition everything is in. They were doing work in Maniunk and it it goes back to like I mean I mean they were they found like a door to a room. Oh my gosh. It's like existed uh, all the stuff. Cool. I mean, it's an old city, so yep. you have that going on. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the largest mains that the city of Philadelphia has. Uh, the fire chief said, and uh, he said that when firefighters arrived on the scene, uh, they rescued one resident from a basement apartment of a corner property. They did have to help a few other people, uh, rescue a few other people, but SEPTA buses were brought in to provide shelter to those who needed to evacuate. All of the residents in the area were able to remain and shelter in their homes. Uh, the neighborhood looked like a river. Many of the cars on the block were trapped as crews worked to assess the situation. The water main break also sent water gushing into nearby basements uh, on the block. Bright said, uh, that's the fire chief, said that uh, when the water gets into the basements, it can create issues with gas service. Uh, so Philadelphia gas work crews responded to the neighborhood as well. The problem with anything like this is that you expose the chuds to the surface world. Uh, and yeah. then they can gain access <laughs> right. and steal our women. But listen, repairing <laughs> this stuff, I mean, the word cluster F. Yes. That's just, that's, yeah. There are so many residual problems you have from flooding like this. That's what Jim Garner exactly said those words last night. Right. Yeah. This is a cluster F. <laughs> a report on a cluster F. So yeah. this is what they're, they're saying that they're working on um, what's priority right now. So the immediate priority is to help people who have currently have water in their basement. And if, right. so if they need help getting it pumped out, um, they can call. Uh, they have a the Philadelphia Water Department has a line set up. It's 215-685-6300. So that's who they're working with right now is just to get the water out of the people's basement. But I mean, from there, you have so many water other issues. Water damage. Water damage is just pernicious. 
pernicious. Yeah, trying to eradicate it. Yeah. And how we, quickly we, mold starts to grow. Kathy, in our basement one time, we had a little bit of water damage just in the lower corner. And my brother-in-law just said, let's just tear the drywall out. You, you, yeah. you're, you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah, because if you don't, if you miss a spot and then, it you know, go, that's it. It keeps going, yeah. yeah. Prisoners at Philadelphia Police Department headquarters had to be moved to another holding facility on Wednesday afternoon due to a drainage issue. The disruption started around 3.30 at the department's new headquarters at Broad and Callow Hill Streets. That's the former Philadelphia Inquirer building. City officials say the issue affected the medical examiner's office and the detention center, liquids, and possibly bodily fluids. Yeah. Bodily yeah. fluids. Nice. Float nice. to the floors below. Yeah, there was no immediate word on what is causing the problem. <laughs> Uh, we are assess- assessing the situation, and we will have more information after that assessment has been completed. We are expecting sometime Thursday, a city spokesperson said. In sports this morning. The Flyers lost to the Detroit Red Wings, falling 6-3 last night in South Philly. What the f*** is this? The Red Wings scored twice in each period and won a regulation game in Philadelphia for the first time since Game 2 of the 1997 Stanley Cup Finals. The two teams will face each other again on Saturday afternoon in Detroit. The puck will drop at noon. The Sixers are off until tomorrow night when they'll host the Oklahoma City Thunder. And at the Winter Olympics in Beijing, Chloe Kim became the first woman to win two Olympic snowboard gold medals in the half pipe. 21-year-old Kim was the only American to make the final and won the event with her first run score of 94, which was nearly four points higher than the rest of the field. Sean White fell in his first qualifying run, attempting to reach the finals of the halfpipe event, leaving him just one chance to avoid an early end to his games. But with all of the pressure on him, on his second run, he nailed back-to-back double cork 1080s and a McTwist much more successful than the first attempt. He joins Team USA teammates Taylor Gold and Chase Josie in tomorrow's finals. I watched his run, and at the end, even he, he like put his hand across his forehead, and he went... Wow, wow. And the medal ceremony for the figure skating team event didn't occur and has been delayed indefinitely due to a legal issue, according to the International Olympic Committee. It's believed that the situation revolves around a performance-enhancing drug test taken by a Russian skater prior to the arrival in Beijing. A member of the Russian team that won the gold tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. The Russian won gold in the event. The United States took silver and Japan took bronze. Canada was fourth and potentially could be elevated to the podium. And that's what I have for you this morning. Morning. All right, thanks, Kat. There was on the, on the heels of that. I saw a story the other day, and I didn't read the full details of it. But in the ski jumping competition, like a bunch of people were disqualified because of the outfits they were yes, wearing. They were like uh, they were too suits. big. It was almost uh, oh, they, no they were just the size was too wow. much, and gave them an advantage in the wind <gasps> resistance. And you could impress they, they yanked them out of there. Yeah, <gasps> they had still photos, and you could clearly see they kind that of they were ballooned out. They were out, ballooned out and, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. They're very, they, they're very, very strict <laughs> in their rules. That's uh, pretty I wild. Know, yeah, I would assume that they would want to be more aerodynamic. I, I didn't know. No, that you want to go for distance. Yeah, yeah. you want to go be more aerodynamic. Fa- fly farther. You need more. Yeah. You yeah. Know, okay. Uh, and control too. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, when it comes to the Russians, like, dude, <laughs> they're always cheating. They're always cheating. <laughs> but like, like, there's no honor in that. And, and like. Wouldn't you rather just come in second or third than have them yanked away every single year? Like, that's an no, embarrassment. No, we don't want that. No, no? <laughs> we want first or nothing. But it's not even an official Russian team. Right. Like it's the Russian uh, Olympic Committee team or something like that. That's Russian the, adjacent. The, yeah. Well, the country is yeah. not officially represented. Or represented? 
Did I say that weird? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. represented. Represented. Yeah. Okay. Russian. Yeah. Thank you. But either way, I mean, they're from that country. And no, I know. You, you have to watch that documentary on, uh, I think it's on, I it's did. on Peacock. Did you watch it? Yeah. With the, the two teams? Like, it, after watching that, I'm like, mm, this makes sense. Like, yeah. it, it's a, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow. We got other fish to fry, people. Yeah, yeah Russian got things fish. to do. Yeah, no more Russian fish. <laughs> uh, we actually have a couple of guests joining us today. Uh, Tammy Pescatelli, who is hey. going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Pescatelli, uh, she will be checking in with us. And Danny Briere, uh, who was just named the special assistant to the general manager. So he's going to have a very important say in the goings-on of the team. So, he's a guy who knows what he's talking about. Yeah, Danny's awesome. So we will uh, we'll spend some time chatting with him this morning as well. And if you're waking up late today, you're in good company. Kathy <laughs> and Marissa both had hey, the same I'm thing here. happen. Yes. You're here. You made it. You By made the way, it. if you guys need a blowout, I brought my hair dryer. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Did, did you not set your alarm? No, that, that my alarm is, I have a, a, an alarm on my phone. It goes off every single day, Monday through Friday. So I don't know. I don't know if I... I don't remember turning it off. I have no idea, but, man, I woke up and I was like, no. It's the worst. It's the worst. You're like, oh, you look at the clock. It's in me. And it, it it sticks with you the entire day. Yep. You never quite catch yeah. up. So, all right. Well, anyhow, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We have some entertainment stories to pass along. And uh, you may have seen it, but uh, the results on uh, Bob Saget and White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very strange. We'll get to that and some other stuff when we come back. Stay put. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop in-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, and then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Ghost and Bull Beat uh, this Saturday, by the way, uh, in Camden. And the question that I have for you, and it's Black History Month, so we're going to do these questions. Our buddy Craig Ligon, some of these great questions. I like this one. According to the group Houdini, when did the freaks come out? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that answer. According to the group Houdini, when did the freaks come out? 215-263-WMMR. Got some birthdays, some big ones uh, today. Very interesting collection of people celebrating birthdays on Thursday, February 10th. We'll start with Laura Dern, the actress. Ding, dirty, dirty, dern. Ding, dirty, dern. Yeah, she is 55 years old. She's the daughter of Bruce Dern and Diane Ladd. And uh, she is, she's been in some great movies. Solid actress. Years. Yeah. Yeah. She's been um, working with David Lynch and uh, Jurassic Park from the very, uh, you know, a weird to mainstream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, the last or the second to last uh, Star Wars? It was the second to last. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about her turn in the in the Star Wars universe. She's 55 today. Uh, singer Roberta Flack. Roberta oh. Flack. Yeah, a couple of really big hits. Killing Me Softly with his song and the first time ever I saw I your face. I love that song. It's a great song. That song is used in the Clint Eastwood movie, oh. the first movie he directed called... Uh, play Misty for me. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of shots and him and his love interest walking along Big Sur. I like what they do with uh, Killing Me Softly and About a Boy. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, yeah. It's good. so <laughs> uncomfortable. 
uh, when they're singing it for when he's singing uh-huh. by himself at right. first, it's uh, it's uh, used really well. You get really hit in the head with an apple or whatever. Something comes flying out of the audience and yeah. bonks him right in the noggin. I forgot what it was. And it looks really <laughs> looks painful. Yeah, uh, she Roberta Flack is eighty five today. Greg Norman. The great white shark, oh, yeah. uh, pro golfer out of Australia, is 67 years old. One of the all-time, and we mention this every year, one of the all-time great chokes caught on camera was him handing over the Masters. He had it he had it sewn up, and he just fell apart. Really? So what happened? He just had a huge lead going into Sunday. And it caved in. And it just, his, his game fell apart. I mean, like, he was, it was just a given that he was going to win, mm. and it, it just fell apart. But he's one of the great, and he's also at 67. I remember seeing a picture of him like two years ago on the beach with his shirt off. Dude is all cut what? up. He's in great shape. And his junk was like. And that too. Right, right, yeah. right. I mean, yeah. like, like he had like a, a yeah. Gila monster in his yeah. shorts. <laughs> great Greg Norman. Yeah. Uh, Mark Spitz, one of the all-time great Olympians. Uh, he had seven gold medals and at that time in 1972. Like that was unheard of. And he was uh, considered super hot. He was, yeah. a, he was a crush for a lot of women. And uh, now he does commercials for, you know, crotch ointment or something. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't I seen see him those. all the time. He was a swimmer, right? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, he had so he he had a must a thick mustache, long, hairy. very long hair, pretty hairy. Yeah, and it still, must, yeah, antithetical to what they do now. Dominated as a swimmer. Yeah, yeah. seventy-two. Uh, George Stephanopoulos has birthday today. You saw him in the city one time, right? I did. It was at Jack's Firehouse, and he was with. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. They were having dinner. And they waved you over to the table. Preston, come on over. Yeah. We're big fans. I saw him in St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and he was wearing wingtips at a beach bar. And I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe put on some flip flops, buddy. He's 61 today. He's tiny, too. He is. Yeah, he's very very oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice, though. Uh, Robert Wagner, the great Mr. Hart, celebrates a birthday today. Christ, Mrs. Hart. Yeah. Holy hell, I violated myself nine ways to Sunday. She's gorgeous. Quite a guy. These bottles I have here, it's her urine. Oh, my God. Mrs. H. She's gorgeous. I mean, God damn it, gorgeous. And I loved him in uh, the Austin Powers uh, movies. Or he was only in the first one, I think, right? Uh, Or the first. Because Rob Loeb came back as the... That's uh, right. Yes, you're right. It was uh, great. But he's 92. He played number two, by and the way. And he was, he, of course, uh, the Natalie Wood thing. He was married yeah. to her at the time when she died off of Catalina. That's right. Uh, the very wonderful, talented, beautiful Elizabeth Banks has her birthday today. Uh, she's 48 years old, and she's the one that can do pretty much everything. Yes. Uh, she does comedy and drama, and she could just be a model if she wanted to. She's, uh, and... Directing. She's directing as well. She's Kinda got her stuff. hands on the, yeah. on the, uh, the, uh, the management side of that. She had that, uh, she had that Charlie's Angels reboot that did not do very well. I didn't see it. Yeah, did I see it. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. You know, she's a good director, just the material wasn't good. Uh, she turns 48 years old today. Emma Roberts has her birthday We're as just talking well. about her. Yeah. Because she broke up with a, um... The guy who got the DUI, right? Yeah, yeah. What Garrett Headland? Headland. Yeah, Headland. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's it. Uh, but uh, she's been in tons of stuff and uh, niece of Julia Roberts as well. She's 31 today. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Hmm. Love her. Awesome as uh, Hit Girl and Kick-Ass. I just watched Kick-Ass too again. Um, and I saw something. She has a role coming up in a biopic and I forgot what it is. She's playing Terry Bradshaw. No. <laughs> uh, well, after that, Steve, she's doing uh, Love is a Gun and she's portraying Bonnie Parker. That's it. Yes. 
That's not the one I was thinking of. You were thinking of Tom and Jerry, where she plays. <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't she that played either. Jerry. <laughs> no, uh, it's a. It's about. It's someone else's story, and she's playing a support character. But uh, maybe right. maybe it is White Knight. Uh, this is with the uh, uh, Gordon. Yes, Gordon. Uh, right. She's going to be in. Um, it's where he's playing... Oh, Jim Jones. Yeah, Jim Jones. Oh, yeah. she's going to be the wife? Um, I don't know who she's playing. No, I think she is... Stacy Jones? No, I think she's a cult member who oh. survived, and they're focusing on her on story. her story. Okay, yes. well, that... Honestly, I think uh, I think that's good casting. So she's 25. And then, uh, last birthday is uh, Yar Shahidi, who is from Blackish and Grownish. Uh, she is celebrating her 22nd birthday. She, she's the oldest daughter, right? I don't watch those shows. Okay. I don't know. I saw a picture of her. I did recognize who she is, but I don't know the characters on that show. Well, I mean, you knew you, one of them. Yeah, you knew years ago she had she had this modelly. Oh yeah, the way she carried herself. Just a, just a she was a lovely young lady. <laughs> she's and that, a knockout. Of course, she into a knockout. It's great to see the success of that show. Because sadly, that show is is signing off this season. And we're oh gonna, no, we're really? gonna miss it. Oh, yeah, Nick. I don't oh. know if you read about it. it no, I didn't. Uh, last episode. Yeah, last it's, gonna be the, it's gonna be the last season. Oh man, hey, but don't worry, if you watch a growing page, it's a, it's a wonderful show as well. Uh, she's 22 today. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. And we want to know, according to the group Houdini, when do the freaks come out? And uh, I'll go to Kurt for the answer. Hey, Kurt, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Kurt, when do the freaks come out? At night. At night, yeah. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out. <laughs> All right, Kurt, hang on. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Ghost and Bullbeat. They are playing this Saturday. We are presenting the show, and it will be at the Waterfront Music Pavilion, and tickets are on sale now uh, via Ticketmaster and uh, MMR, MMR VIPs. Click contest WMMR.com because we're giving away a Ghost autographed guitar and drumhead plus a four-pack of tickets. And as we go through these entertainment stories, I'm going to try to lodge this phlegm out of my throat. <clears throat> yeah, you having one of those weeks? Yes, yes. Yeah, past couple days. Past it, it, couple it just days. Happens. Yep. All right. We're going to leave with this story, and I'm sure you guys saw it. But if not, we'll bring you up to speed on this. Bob Saget's cause of death was revealed yesterday, and according to a statement from the comedian's family obtained by E News, the former Full House star died to head trauma, mm. and it's very strange. The family said the authorities had determined that Bob passed from head trauma. They have concluded that he accidentally hit the back of his head on something they don't know what. Uh, he thought nothing of it. Apparently, went to sleep, and he died in his sleep. Jeez, you, yep. you that's as bizarre as I. Uh, now listen, I, I'm. We talk about the fact that he went to sleep. He experienced no pain. He didn't have any of those issues. He had just had a, a wonderful performance and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that is just that's borderline absurd. So I searched around to see if there's any more because this just came from the family. Right, and that's right. it. And they had no drugs or alcohol were involved. They said as well. No. So this came from the family. So there's been no details on. You know, was it a, a, a blood clot of some type? Or, they said it was a brain bleed. You know, I oh, don't really. Yeah, that's what they were saying. That's okay, what I, said. I didn't I read that. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't find that anywhere. So a brain bleed? Yeah. Uh, Saget's widow, Kelly, uh, also honored him on Instagram in a uh, one month anniversary of his death on Wednesday. I shared a montage of the couple set to Jackson Brown's Fountain of Sorrow oh. and wrote one month without this incredible man. Bob truly lived life to its fullest. He had so many hardships over the years. That he would always tell me to look, uh, he would always tell me, look, life is hard. We need to enjoy it as much as possible. And one of the best ways we did it that together was sharing and exploring amazing food around the world. Uh, she said, experiencing simple pleasures in life like that brought him so much joy. And I can't even put into words how much I will miss his. It, it, this. When you just said it was framed, she framed with Fountain of Sorrow, that is 
a perfect song. And and uh, oh my god, that that uh, it makes you want to cry. But yeah, yeah. so that's uh, that's you know wild. So he had no health condition. He had no he had no underlying <sighs> problems with you, his health. It was just an accident. I, I know we're probably going to talk about <laughs> this, but that, that's you know I, I mean occasionally I'll you know. <laughs> When I bounce down the steps into the basement, I will hit my head yeah. occasionally, and I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay, uh, that's nothing. I, I wonder it, if that's something like what he did. He was a taller guy. Right, and, you, you, you know, he just went to bed. But yeah. I, I there's something somewhat reassuring to me that it wasn't drugs or alcohol or booze right. or anything like oh, that. Oh, God, like, yeah. And so at least, and at least he went to bed and di- hopefully just died in a peaceful manner. Yeah. It seems to be the case. Yeah, you well, know, when when I first heard it, though, Nick, that you're like, it was he was somebody, you're like, no, there's no way it was drugs or, right, yeah. you know, something like that. So not that there's, you know, a nice way right. to die, but at least you're right. Like, at least there's, uh, you know, hopefully you think he just went to bed and, you know, right. he didn't suffer or anything. Right. Speaking of health issues, though, it took three attempts to revive Bob Odenkirk after he suffered... Whoa. His near-fatal heart attack on the wow. set of Better Call Saul last year. Yeah, Three attempts? In a New York Times magazine profile, uh, which is going to be published this Sunday, uh, the former Breaking Bad star revealed, uh, I'd known since 2018 that I'd had this plaque buildup in my heart. I went to uh, two heart doctors at Cedars-Sinai, and I had dye and an MRI and all that stuff, and the doctors uh, disagreed on treatment. Um Odenkirk took a wait-and-see approach, which worked out fine until he collapsed while riding an exercise bike on set last July. The show's health safety supervisor and an assistant director administered CPR and hooked him up to a defibrillator. And according to the actor, uh, the first two zaps failed to produce a regular heartbeat, but the third time, he said, it got me in, got me that rhythm back. Uh, and he also has no memory of the incident. Um, co-star Rhea Seahorns, who witnessed his collapse, said... Uh, that its own, that's its own weirdness. Uh, you didn't have a near-death experience. You're told you had one. So she said that must have been really strange. So, so, uh, I wonder what, like, for example, an EMT, somebody shows up on a scene. Yeah. I mean, how long are they encouraged to keep trying to revive someone? That's a good question. Is there a base point at which, or a base series of signs... Uh, After someone who's freshly passed out, how long they continue before they say done? Yeah, I don't know. I um, I watched somebody have uh, an episode at a Sixers game this year. It was terrifying to watch. Right, right. right? Yeah. And and they worked on this person forever. Did they revive him? No. Ah. Really? Yeah, I was in I was in an emergency room one time and uh, getting something nominal done, and they sure enough they 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 rolled somebody in on a gurney, or somebody sitting on top of the person on the gurney, mm-hmm. uh, trying to revive them, uh, doing Christ. CPR, and, and person, like, that person didn't make it. It was what, terrifying. What, what sucks, Steve, is is um, I mean, it was it was so uh, it, like the emergency. It was such an emergency. They didn't move this person. Like they just left, left them there. It, they didn't have time. They, they couldn't. They didn't have time to. Right. Mo- you yeah. know, so all these. You know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. No. I just went to a dark place. No, okay. it just left. It leaves an impact. Well, listen. How about this? Yeah, this is dark, but maybe you'll like it. Megan Fox is now officially divorced. From yeah, <laughs> freeing her up oh. to wed her fiance, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, I can't wait yeah. for that. All is right yeah. in the world again. Uh, uh, the, that, uh, the first night the cops show up is going to be my favorite. According, <laughs> according to TMZ. A judge signed off on signed off on the former couple's God, I love this song. Is Andy Williams? Yeah, I think it is. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh, it's uh, 
John Barry, who wrote all the James Bond music, wrote, wrote this. <laughs> a judge signed off on the former couple's divorce settlement on Tuesday. The outlet also reported that the actress will also have her legal name reverted back uh, to Fox from Megan Green. I never knew it was Megan Green. It's about little lion cubs, Preston. Uh, Fox and... Are you going Born Free again? I'm still stuck on it, man. Uh, Wait, Fox... is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry, Preston. <laughs> You guys let me know when you're ready, and I'll continue. <laughs> we asking. are done. We're done. We're done. Fox and Green. Preston doesn't like lions, I guess. We're married in 2000. They're really dangerous, dude. They're the dangerous. Cubs are cute, though. Yeah. yeah. Fox and Green were married in 2010. Listen, let's go out for drinks later and discuss this. And they have their first two children uh, before she filed for divorce in 2015. They reconciled in 2016. They had their third child, Journey, before splitting again in 2019. Mm. And in November 2020, Fox fired for divorce from Green, and it was finalized in October of 2021, and now it is officially over, and Nick just pulled up a picture of her grabbing her boobs. That's uh, how she's celebrating. I guess that's yeah. her latest yeah, Instagram post. To celebrate that's... this wonderful occasion, yeah. I'm going to finger myself. Wow. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> is anyone here? Wow. I don't know, that, I don't know what happens there. <laughs> I just... well, he means point herself out. Exactly. Oh, oh Jesus, Kathy. Yeah. God, Kathy, get your mind out of the gutter. You're just... Disgusting. Almighty. Kathy, you're so Always the, the worst. Oh, oh, <laughs> Haven't you ever seen someone take their thumb and go, it's me? Oh, yeah. okay. This guy. Who got divorced? Yeah. Well, me. Then, this guy. She thumbed oh. herself then. Exactly. But it's a finger. It's a yeah. finger. Sometimes. I guess you're right. <laughs> Pete Davidson is leaving Staten Island behind <laughs> during an interview with NBC on Tuesday. The Saturday Night Live star revealed, I am moving to Brooklyn. I am very excited. I love Staten Island, but it takes too long to get over the bridge. However, a source told the New York Post that the move is not yet set in stone. An insider said Pete is still debating whether or not to take the Brooklyn pad. The issue is security. The place does not have a doorman. He's considering also considering Chelsea, but there have been security issues. Even so, after Kanye's comments, so many people, uh, so many people are even showing up uh, to his mom's house. So he's so that's problems. where he's been living, and yeah. he moved out. Okay, uh, Staten Island is. It's Staten Island. It's Staten Island. Staten Island is the way you get to New York or flee New York. Right. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner revealed yesterday that she has already met her newest grandson, and he and... He's adorable. Kylie Jenner are doing well. Does Caitlyn do, like, baby talk Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing is, she won't take my nipple. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not the mom, so... It's a real uh, kick in the nuts. Uh, so, Caitlin told uh, Good Morning Britain. Go, Brit- Jay, go, Gay, go, Gay, Look at your little chubby cheeks. <laughs> you like it, Gum Gum? <laughs> she told Good Morning Britain, I have met him. Uh, the family is. He's very small. Uh, the family is growing. Kylie had her little. I'm boy. growing right now. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I, I, that's a weird thing to say about your grandchild. The well, Olymp- I met him. Yeah, I know. Pleased the, to meet you. Yeah. Didn't have much to say. Uh, the Olympian added, but uh, they're great. Kylie's doing great. Everybody's doing great. He's great. Leave me alone. Um, the newest addition to the family. How did you get in this bathroom? Was born <laughs> on the second and is Caitlin's 19th grandchild and Kylie's second child. Wow, I didn't. I didn't know Caitlin. Now had nineteen. That's crazy. Yeah. And he and uh, she, uh, Caitlin, I should say, because Bruce was was in in effect for some. Uh, but uh, she says 
legitimately, she has trouble remembering the names. Like, it, it's it's a nightmare. Sure. Birthday time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of babies, Quentin Tarantino and his wife, Daniela Pick, are expecting their second child together. Uh, rep for the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood director confirmed the pregnancy to E! News on Wednesday. Uh, the announcement comes two years after the couple welcomed their son, Leo, in February of 2020. So they're expanding. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, I, I, I'll say it, I'll say it, my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. No it's so freaking good. And and this thing where he set this premature wrap-up to his career... Keep making movies, man. You make good movies. Yep. Yeah, is it over? I mean, is it really over? Uh, well, we'll see. I don't know. He seems fairly... Nothing re- is over! Right, yeah. it's true. Yeah. He seems, he seems resolute when he does these things. Actor Patrick Wilson recently admitted that he may have eaten dog poop. Oh, <laughs> my God. All right. Yep. Wow. May have? Do I have your attention? <laughs> yeah. Is that what comes out of a dog's butt? Because I think I did. In a new print interview with Empire Magazine, the Conjuring star was asked, what's the worst thing you've ever put in your mouth? And he said, uh, he owns three dogs. He said, it's probably dog crap. (laughs) He said, I'm sure in my quest to pick up dog crap uh, that I have licked the bag to open the bag. And then it's on my hand and I have dog crap in there too. So he said at one time or another, it's probably Man, He's really trying to work on that remember sex symbol thing. Remember when you got uh, cat poop in your nose? In my nose. Oh, it was one of my favorite <laughs> stories. I was, say, I was thinking about it at this while I was reading this story. Oh, my God. So disgusting. Uh-huh. You, so as oh, you recall, God. you were sitting on the couch yeah. stroking your cat. Yep. Oh, your cat you. had uh, uh, crap on its tail or something? I, I didn't know. On, on, yeah. on his... Uh, hindquarters yeah. there. He had had like diarrhea or something. <laughs> and I didn't know and I'm petting and I went to kind of go itch my nose and my thumb went a little bit up inside my nostril. Oh my God. And there was, God. There was crap. There was cat crap. It went up in my nose and I told you guys I snorted water. Okay. Yeah. Like I, 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 I went to the sink. I turned it on immediately and I'm just like, oh I'm like inhaling water through my nose and Oh, it was just disgusting. I'm, I'm thinking of you like Lucy in the Charlie Brown. Oh, dog germs, dog germs. Man. I don't uh, like that story. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad story. Well, what's worse, breathing it or eating it? Uh, oh, Breathing man. it? Because you had it jammed uh, up yeah, your nose. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just horrible. All right. Uh, how about this? This is horrible, too. Uh, cheer star, not cheers. Yeah. Cheer oh, yeah. star. Uh, Jerry Harris is expected to plead guilty in a federal child pornography case mm. alleging that he solicited sex from minors at cheerleading competitions. Oh, yeah. yeah. According to court records obtained by the Chicago Tribune, a change of plea hearing was scheduled for uh, the former Navarro College on Thursday in front of U.S. District Judge Manish Shah, and it was not clear Wednesday, which charges a 22-year-old media personality plan to plead guilty to or whether he had reached a plea deal with prosecutors. So that is expected. We will see. Spotify isn't the only streaming service to face a dispute with comedians. Um, the estates of Robin Williams and George Carlin have sued SiriusXM's Pandora for allegedly streaming the comedy legend's jokes without full licenses. Uh-huh. The late comedian's representatives claim that Pandora only had the license to stream the recordings, not the jokes themselves, and it supposedly doesn't have any copyright. I don't so understand So how do they that, distinguish right? that? I don't understand it. Because if you're airing the bits, you're airing the jokes. Yeah, Williams Estate wants $4.1 million in damages for copyright infringement. Carlin's is seeking $8.4 million. 
Uh, Andrew Dice Clay, Bill Engvall, and Ron White have also made complaints uh, asserting that Pandora hasn't provided has hasn't provided a fraction of a penny for their work. <laughs> uh, the estates claim uh, Pandora confessed to having improper licenses in SEC filings between 2011 and 2017. Predating uh, their acquisition, the SiriusXM acquisition, and in those filings, uh, the service warned investors it could guarantee the company would avoid additional licensing costs from uh, rights groups for spoken word comedy. So anyhow, Pandora isn't a stranger to license battles. It paid $90 million in 2015 to settle a fight over allegations it used a loophole to pay pre to play pre-1972 songs without paying labels and was sued in 2019 for supposedly displaying lyrics from Rage Against the Machine and Tom Petty without permission. Oh, okay. But the comedy licensing uh, problems haven't had a firm test in court, and the outcome of this case could affect how Spotify and other services pay comedians for their work. Yes. So it could, ha- it could set precedent. I was wondering, um, because, for example, when I, and I, I use, basically, I'll use Apple Music and I'll use um, Amazon. Uh, I, well, I don't use Spotify or I don't use Pandora, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm just saying, okay, play something for me. Right. If I'm, if I'm in that kind of mood. When I ask to hear like a com- comedian like Greg Giraldo, it, it will, it will respond back to me as if it's playing a song. And I, uh, so they, I, I wonder if they, in the algorithm, they don't have any delineation in between that and, and who is, who is actually getting screwed out of money from this because think of all that's instantly accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use YouTube so I, and I, I, there's there's probably not a whole lot of licensing when it comes to recycling old comedy bits on YouTube, right? Like, I, they, some, maybe Comedy Central gets a take of it every possibly, now and then. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Somewhere somebody's getting screwed. Like, if I want to watch an old Norm MacDonald bit or whatever, yeah. that, that's where I go for it. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, the, the, I love this story. The operators of the theme park Dollywood are making sure that the park's employees can further their education without taking a financial hit or racking up massive amounts of debt. Uh, Eugene Naughton, president of Dollywood Company, announced this week that the company's foundation will pay 100% of employees' tuition, fees, and books at 30 partner schools. That's amazing. Employees can work toward a diploma, degree, or certificate in programs such as business administration, culinary finance... Uh, culinary, finance, technology, and marketing. An additional 150 fields, including hospitality, engineering, human resources, and art design, will get uh, partial funding of up to $5,200 a year. It's great. And it's not just current employees. The benefits kick in on the first day of employment. Uh, the program will be piloted by Dolly Parton's operating partner, uh, Hershend Enterprises, through its Grow uh, Grow You program. Uh, the program kicks off on the 24th of this month and will be... Uh, for all seasonal, part-time, and full-time employees wow. at Dollywood Parks and Resorts. And by the way, that means it's available for workers at 25 different locations operated by Hershen Enterprises. So that includes uh, Pink Adventure Tours in Tennessee, Arizona, and Nevada, Wild Adventures in Georgia, Adventure Aquarium in New Jersey... Oh. Oh. Uh, Silver Dollar City in Missouri, uh, Kentucky Kingdom, and New uh, Newport Aquarium, both of which are located mm. in Kentucky as That's well. Cr- That's, that is wow. amazing, especially for part-time. Yeah. By the way, I'd love to go to Dollywood. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I'd Maybe. like to check it out. And apparently, the rides are pretty badass They're, from what I've They heard. are competitive. Uh, you said Pink Adventures, and I saw when I was in Sedona, when I was hiking there, they had, like, these pink Jeeps. They're all pink on the inside. <laughs> well, no, actually, they were pink on the outside, oh. Steve. 
Uh, I don't know what the color the Jeeps were on the inside, but yeah, I, I saw those there. I had oh. no idea that that had any association. Where were you? In Sedona, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. So that's where they're located. Oh. Yeah. So and Adventure Aquarium. That's awesome. So if you work there, make sure you look into that uh, uh, that offering because that's uh, pretty damn generous. Uh, with Sony and Marvel Studios continuing to expand on their shared Spider-Verse, Hollywood star Russell Crowe has now joined the cast of the upcoming Spider-Man spinoff, Craven the Hunter. Uh, for now, details revolving uh, around Crowe's role remain scarce, but the Gladiator actor will be joining MCU veteran Aaron Taylor Johnson, who will move on from his Quicksilver roles in Avengers Age of Ultron uh, to become the titular villain in the new film. Uh, Production is rumored to begin in March in the U.K. Uh, Most notably, it is also not Crow's first appearance in the Marvel multiverse. He recently finished shooting Thor, Love, and Thunder, and he is going to be portraying Zeus in that. So there are a couple of actors who have jumped around between Mm -hmm. in the MCU. Yeah, Chris Evans was originally Fantastic Four. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then Captain America. And also uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan as well. Yeah. 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 And... um, the guy who played uh, the other Quicksilver, the other uh, oh 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 oh, uh, who was on uh, who was in Mayor of Easttown. Come on, let's do this guy. Evan, 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 Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Evan, thank you. Yeah. Peter North. So, so he's he's been Evan Peter North a bit too. Yeah. Uh, Captain Quicksilver. Quick, quick <laughs> yeah. uh, Craven the Hunter will be the third Spider-Man villain Sony and Marvel have introduced in its spin-off universe with Tom Hardy's Venom already having released two films. Jared Leto's Morbius arriving soon, despite numerous delays. Uh, joining the Spider-Verse ensemble will uh, will soon also be Dakota Johnson in a standalone Madam Web film, which was just announced last week. I, I'm are you familiar with Madam Web? No, just, no, yeah, I can't. never. Yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar with Craven the Hunter either. Uh, yeah. Jace gives me all this information. He's like, you know, they're coming out with a new this or a new that, and I go, <laughs> oh, cool. And he says, why do you always just say, oh, cool? I'm like, because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God. <laughs> he gave you a hard time in yeah. your response. Oh, yeah, because he knows that. I don't really like that. Are you my... saying it sarcastically? No, no. Oh, cool. You're, you're no, trying no, no, no. to connect. I'm having a conversation yeah, yeah, with him, but okay. he's saying you're not engaging with me, and I'm yeah. trying to nicely say I don't because I don't really know That's about what you're telling me about. I don't like any of this. Now, if you want to talk succulents, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to put together yeah. a planter, yeah. come with mommy. <laughs> uh, Steve, I saw this last night. The trailer for Bloomhouse Productions' remake of Stephen King's Firestarter came out yesterday. What do you think? Um, I think I'm really glad they're making it again. I read the book about a year ago and it is awesome i love the novel i enjoyed the movie with drew barrymore i thought it was good uh when you were reading the book again uh you were giving me all sorts of plot things as i, I was like why did they put that in the movie yeah why so, did they do that so she charlie is is the character is the little girl and her they, they kind of play down her power her powers are apparently almost limitless like or global. can be yeah like could destroy the planet could destroy the planet like yeah. almost like you know uh, Jean Grey, Jean right. Grey's Phoenix. Right, right. Uh, uh, is it a thick book? No, it's it's an easy read. Okay, it's is veiny, it a though. thick book. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, it's it's worth reading. It's yeah. really really good. Well, and I was there's just wondering if there was way more to the story that lends itself to. Well, there's there's this uh, there's this uh, government group called the Shop with all these mysterious government uh, and military ties to it, and, and they bad, and and yeah, and they they uh, they focus in on the. Um, uh, the psychic abilities of people, and, and it's it's really, it's pretty damn cool, man. I love that book. And the George C. E. Scott character, who is this uh, psychotic sort of assassin, sort mm-hmm. of, yeah, and who's who's sort of 
quasi in love with her in a way and wants to kill her. It's, it's, it's a bizarre thing. Yeah. yeah. So the update stars uh, Zach Efron as Andy, uh, the father of the little girl, and uh, Firestarter is in theaters and streaming uh, on Peacock May 13th. So that'll be coming out. It looks pretty good. Uh, and then, finally, uh, Disney CEO Bob Chappell announced during the company's earnings call on Wednesday that the next Star Wars series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, will premiere on May 25th. Uh, the Disney Plus series stars Ewan McGregor reprising his role for the prequel trilogy, and Hayden Christensen is also expected to return. Yeah, there have been set shots of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's uh, he was the heart and soul of that trilogy, yeah. Ewan McGregor. I yeah. might actually watch that one. Yeah, uh, I haven't been into the Mandalorian or the um, the, the Boba Fett thing, but I would I would like to. I think I'd like to see. This. I will tell you what they're doing with these shows is they are they are recooling them, giving them an edge, yeah. correcting mistakes, and uh, I'm loving what they're doing. Again, as I've said before, I don't by default love everything Star Wars. There's a lot of stuff that I was always underwhelming <laughs> and didn't you know just didn't like at all. But they, they are they've been on a, a a pretty good streak. They are paying you know. Listen, they're they're throwing us a little, you know, yeah. some bones here and there, like oh, baby Yoda, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like angry Chewbacca, you right. know, like although Chewbacca was already pretty pissed off, but um, there was another Hitman Chewbacca, Hitman yeah. Chewbacca. There was another one where I, I mean, I didn't even notice it, but the people are paying very, very close special attention. Do you remember that Rod in when they were in the dumpster scene in in, in, in yes. a New Hope? Yep. Did you see this by any chance? All right. No. So the rod that you know, he's uh, Han Solo is using to try and keep the Walsh from yeah. coming in. It bends. It bends. It showed up in the last episode of the. Uh, of oh, so these little Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Tiny All right, little. so they're having fun with that yeah. stuff. All right, we're ready to roll the clips. Let's do this. Uh, new Netflix uh, miniseries follows the real story of a Russian fraudster, Anna Sorkin or Sorokin, uh, who posed as a European heiress to scam her way through Manhattan high society in Inventing Anna. And in this clip, actress Julia Garner talks about meeting Sorkin and gaining an understanding for uh, how she cleverly established her name. Here we go. You know, I knew she was going to be charming, but how uh, bubbly and charming and likable she was and how she went from darkness to lightness like so quick in in a matter of seconds. And then it all kind of came together and was like, well, that's why people were gravitated towards her. Inventing Anna premieres on Netflix Friday. Here's the next clip for you. Two newly dumped 30-somethings team up to sabotage their exes' new relationships and win them back for good in the hilarious new comedy, I Want You Back. And here comedians Jenny Slate and Charlie Day talk about their real-life friendship they uh, brought to their characters' chemistry. Here it is. We really enjoy each other's company, and and I do think you can feel that truth I think so <laughs> of our um, <laughs> friendship and, and just, like, admiration for each other. I, I think that is there yeah. in, the, in the movie. But I feel like we didn't have to bring a lot beyond what was on the script. No. I, I, I'm trying to remember, but I don't really remember improving much at all. Yeah! I want you back is in theaters on Friday, by the way, and that's it. That's all I got for you. Your report. That's more than enough. All right, we're going to take a break because we got some guests coming up today. Uh, comedian uh, Tammy Pescatelli is going to be at Healing Comedy Club. We'll spend some time with her. And also Danny Briere, new position with the Flyers. We're going to check in with him around 9 or so. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us this morning. Get ready to rock the roof off of Wells Fargo Center next Sunday with Tool.
is an MMR concert event. And it is sold out. But this weekend is your chance to be the sharpest tool in the shed. When you grab three tickets from MMR, every one of MMR's weekend warriors has tool music to play. And everyone has free tickets to hand out when they do. And between all those songs and all those free tickets, you can click concerts at WMMR.com to vote for your favorite tool album. The top choice gets tracked front to back as part of MMR's pre-concert warm-up. It's Tool. All weekend on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So we were uh, talking earlier in the entertainment report about uh, Bob Saget and his uh, cause of death was released. And apparently at some point that evening, he had uh, hit his head uh, and thought he was okay. I didn't think much of it. I mean, it probably hurt, but... um, We all had that, that, though, you know? Sure, yeah. You hit your noggin and... Damn, yeah, okay. Uh, And he went to bed and apparently some type of a brain bleed or something along those lines, and uh, he passed away while he was asleep. Uh, didn't think much of it. It's weird, man. Um, and and it, it leads to the, the conversation of, I, I thought what I did was no big deal, and it turned out to be a really big deal. Well, it's like I've, I, a friend of mine broke his arm and had no idea he'd done it, yeah. you know. Well, I, I, there was an example. There was this guy. Uh, he was a bartender. He used to work at uh, oh, Maui. Man. Joe, right? Yeah, Joe C. And oh, Joe, Joe had, uh, had, had jumped out of a window, yeah. okay, and hurt his leg. Um, and I, I don't, I remember what to the extent was it hurt he his like leg. He sprained his ankle. That was yeah, kind something of like that. Mm-hmm. And like... A week or two later, or something like that. It was it was days, but either way, like, okay. Yeah, um, a blood clot uh, had formed, went through his system, damn. and killed him. Ugh. Killed him. I love that. And guy. he was a great guy. Yeah. Uh, and, but but I mean, just the fact that it was a uh, little leg injury, yeah. a twisted like, ankle, like, right. twisted ankle. Yeah, like, it's it's wild. Yeah. Um, and I know for sure. That I've had at least two concussions uh, in my life. One was diagnosed. The other one, I just know that you just I had know. A con- yeah, yeah. Concussion. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Did you do all the protocol? One was uh, I was a kid, and, yeah. and I was uh, I was played. I played football when I was a kid for the YMCA, and uh, had two head-to-head hits. This kid just took me out. I literally uh, blacked out for a moment. Oh my god! I saw stars. Right, I saw right, these right. Bright yellow stars. And I went home after that, and I puked for hours. Uh, I, I threw up. I yeah. had this m- just mind-numbing headache. That's classic. And then another time, I had a motorcycle accident. I was uh, I was riding my my dirt bike, and I went up over this ramp. And, uh, and and while I was going up in the air, I actually flipped backwards and upside down, and I uh. fell off. And the motorcycle landed on top of me. I blanked out. I don't even remember. Uh, getting hit by the motorcycle or, or falling or anything like that. I went to the doctor and they said I'd suffered a concussion from that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, beyond that, I did, I, it didn't ever occur to me that <laughs> it could go really, really bad like it did with uh, well, I wonder, with Bob. I mean, yeah. Also, what kind of... You're, you're by yourself in a hotel room. Now, I've right. had it happen many times and I forget that if I kind of... Skip down the basement steps. I'm going to hit my head, uh-huh. and you forget, you yeah. know, because like, I'm a moron. Well, he had done a gig; it was late. Right. I, uh, who knows how he hit his well, head? Yeah, and how then after that, that it's like, oh man, you know, I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah, and well, and if you feel okay, yeah, you, you're not thinking in your mind like, oh my gosh, I need to rush to the hospital. Like right. maybe he had a headache from hitting yeah. his head or whatever. You think, okay, I'm just going to lay down and go to bed. And yeah. you know what? When you're a kid, you don't have like you have nothing to reference your pain to, right? Like. 
So, you know, that's how, like, you can go for, like, days with, like, a broken bone and, and, and not really know. I had, you know, broken two bones two years in a row, and I had walked around with it for a few days before my mom was finally like, okay. Where, where were the bones? Uh, my hands. Okay. Um, so, but, like, the one day, I think I broke my hand on a Saturday, and then I didn't get the cast until, like, Monday or Tuesday, and the same thing with the, with the other one. And it was like... You know, like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. You can't believe you're walking around that way. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, as it turns out, I was like, see, I told you. <laughs> Damn you, woman. To, to a yeah. much lesser extent, I cut my foot open one time. I stepped there, there I was barefoot, and I and I, I, I had, had stepped down, and I stepped on part of a trash bag was sitting, and there was a piece of broken glass in it. I didn't know mm-hmm. it. It cut the side of my foot. And we were in Los Angeles. We were flying back home the next day, and, and they're like, I think we know I need to go to the hospital. I'm like, no, it's just a bad cut. I'll be all right. I woke up the next day, my foot, I was in agony. Oh, my God. And I'm like, we need to go to the hospital. Right. We go to the hospital, and they're like, we can't do anything for it now. Too late. You waited too yeah. long. We oh, can't, wow. we can't really? stitch it up. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, right. That yeah. you ha- okay. that you, if you get, you need to get stitches, you need to get them Quickly. pretty quick. Come into this room and pick your peg. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and that was excruciatingly oh. painful. So, uh, guess who's on the line? No, oh, my God. And by the way, we'll take your calls if you have stories you want to share. 215-263-WMMR. But the good doctor is calling in hey. uh, to give us some tips uh, on all this. So, please welcome... From Penn Medicine and Fox 29, Dr. Mike Sariglia. Yeah. Dr. Mike. Hey, guys. Listen, uh, so if you hear this story, there, there's a couple of things that we can learn from this. So in, in my humble opinion, I think he may have had a minor head trauma, maybe knocked his head on something, um, and, and probably suffered what's called a subdural hematoma. That's where you get some blood that starts to form inside your brain, inside your skull. And the problem with that is that there's nowhere for the blood to go, and it can cause compression of the brain. And so uh, even with mild trauma, even if you feel okay, if you have some risk factors like was he on a blood thinner? Was he taking a, an aspirin? Was he, uh, did he have uncontrolled high blood pressure? Those are the things that can increase your risk of, of bleeding even after minor trauma. And it happens. And it can take a, a period of time before you start to have symptoms. So if anyone's out there, you hit your head and you start to develop a headache like you, Preston, with that, man, we would have scanned you right away. <laughs> yeah, I know you would have done Nine ways till Sunday, is uh-huh. Uh, so, so that's the way I think this played out. And if you remember, over ten years ago, remember Natasha Richardson? Yes. Uh, yeah. She she was skiing. Mm. She hit her head. She was fine. She didn't have a major uh, head blow. And and basically, uh, what ended up happening as time progressed, she had more of a headache. Uh, and then by the time she got to the hospital, she died. Wow. And and that was uh, a major problem. And uh, obviously for her. But it, it's something you can prevent if you uh, listen to your body. Hey, let me let me ask you something, Dr. Mike. Let's say that, that you do go to the emergency room in, in time and, and they find, you know, that, that you have this hematoma. What's what's the uh, what's the procedure for that? Do they have to get in there and and like drain the blood? Well, it depends on how significant the bleed is. The, the, the major trick here is to monitor it, to see if it progresses. I had a patient uh, who, this was maybe 15 years ago now, where he was mugged. He went to the ER, had a scan, was fine, 
discharged. And as time progressed over the next 12 hours, he called me and said, you know, Dr. Mike, I'm having some headaches. We sent him back. He had a bleed. Now, if it is stable and it's a little bit of a bleed, many times they'll just watch you, especially in in older folks. But in people who have progressive symptoms, they that that's a neurosurgical emergency Mm. and will consult neurosurgery and they can do something called a burr hole where they they actually release the pressure. Uh, They're they're Medicaid. There's a lot of ways to deal with it, but uh, it's it's an emergency. It's a medical emergency because you can herniate the part of your brain that is responsible for breathing and everything wow. else. And wow. I, I yeah. think that's what mm. probably happened, uh, unfortunately. Mike, Mike, I have a question for you uh, about burns. Uh, because I had, when I was in eighth grade, I <laughs> my, my friend's dad bought them a moped at a yard sale. And so we spent the entire Sunday riding this moped around. And I ended up burning my leg on the muffler. And it was, it was a pretty nasty burn. And that was on Sunday, okay? I was fine on Sunday. Uh, Monday, it started getting a little bit more painful. And by Monday afternoon, I couldn't walk on it. And uh, and so eventually, my mom had taken me to the doctor's office. She didn't allow me to bring any crutches. And I literally had to crawl. She thought, like, oh, you're just, you know, amping it up. And I literally... Fact, sit on the hood of the car. I, had to, I literally had to crawl from the waiting room to the doctor's office. And, I, you know, I wasn't amping it yeah. up. I wasn't faking anything. Okay. But, like, what... You know, so, I'm just wondering why something like that would happen. The, the, the burn itself was, you know, maybe the... Half of the size of like your classic iPhone, but and it ended up being like I think second or third degree. Mike, if I can just jump in here for a moment, my diagnosis would be an abusive mother. No, <laughs> <laughs> listen, you know who she was dealing with? It was it was me. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the first thing that came to my mind was a hickey. <laughs> All right, you said muffler burn. It was yeah. from the muffler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so- but, Look, you have to listen to your body. And and this is a point for a lot of healthcare professionals. If you listen to the patient, they will tell you the diagnosis. So you know your body better than anyone, right, Casey? So if you're not feeling yeah. well, uh, no matter what it is, yeah. things are not getting better, then you need to reach out. And, and you do. Yeah, but why, you know, why couldn't it, I walk? That's, that, that's my question. Is why couldn't I walk the next day? Well, because inflammation and trauma to the skin with a burn, uh, you know, the body responds. And it doesn't happen immediately unless you have such a severe burn that it's gone through all the layers of your skin. I mean, that, but, but the thing is that, that a lot of people get into trouble, um, uh, especially women. And this happens to be Heart Health Month because women will ignore symptoms of uh, uh, fatigue or shortness of breath or uh, because they don't uh, g- generally that's an everyday the, thing <laughs> they don't generally have the the common symptoms of of what men have when they're having a heart attack and many women succumb to, to heart attacks because they they're too busy taking care of men so you know, and everybody else I'm, so, I'm sorry to interrupt uh, Steve but uh, dr. Mike I was just reading about this thing called bar- broken heart syndrome this morning and oh, how, yes, yes. and how that I, is is affecting women a lot oh, lately wow. there's been an uprise in it and it has to do with the stress levels does it matter Manifest in in a heart uh, incident. 
Yeah, well, this is called Takatsubo cardiomyopathy. Takatsubo, I think, is the uh, Japanese term for, like, a squid or something. Okay. And and basically, stress, significant amounts of stress can lead to an enlargement of the heart. Now, the good news is it usually goes away, and it's not a heart attack. Uh, But this recent study that you mentioned uh, is from probably from all of the pandemic-related stress and COVID and all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And women in particular... Again, because they are the glue that keeps society going, in my humble opinion. All right. They they uh, 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 get so much stress that they can lead to this condition. And I uh, again, I've seen a couple of people with this happen in my own practice. Mike, can we get back to uh, head injuries real quick, Um, especially dealing with Bob Saget? Like, you know, looking at what happened with him um, that night, I don't know if I would have done anything differently. Right? Like you you bonk your head, you go to bed. And and uh, and then unfortunately he never wakes up. So um, as a doctor looking at a situation like that, is there anything that he could have done, should have done, would have done that would have made a difference in the, at, at that point in the you know in his life? Well. So I don't know his medical history. I don't know whether he was taking blood thinners. I don't know whether he had a poorly controlled high blood pressure. I don't know whether he had a history. So say, just for argument's sake, he had a history of bleeding problems, right? If you hit your head and you have a history of bleeding problems or you're on blood thinners, that's a a reason to call somebody and monitor. Now, he was alone. And one of the things that many experts say with head trauma is don't be alone. Because if you start to slur, yes. you have yeah. a worsening headache or weakness or confusion or, or any you know, drowsy, anything like that, and you're with people, you go and get checked out right away. You know, my, my, he was alone. My dad had to take uh, blood thinners because he has AFib, and it was like you had to be really careful uh, when you're on those. Um, well, for this very reason. Yeah. 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 We, we've had uh, – I spend a lot of time now discussing the pros and cons of baby aspirin. There was this huge study that just came out. Because a lot of people look at – you know, take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Well, aspirin can – that lead to bleeding, and you have to have a good reason to be on it. You don't just take it because you think it's good for you. And and so all of these things have consequences. A lot of supplements, ginkgo biloba, uh, uh, ginger, uh, a, a lot of supplements can lead to an increased risk of bleeding. And so if you're one of those people um, and, and you hit your head, even if it's minor and you have anything, like, like Preston, I mean, vomiting, you lost consciousness. Yeah. What the heck? I know. He didn't have you in his life at that it time, It was the Mike. 1970s, yeah. man. I, you know, yeah. It was. They just established the world's first telegraph. Here, they, they give you a Coca-Cola and yeah. send you on your way, and that's and pretty it, much it. Yeah. Besides, his, his dad did backwoods yeah. I mean, surgery. Mike, you know, I, I, I had to go through my own head injuries last year, and, and like the stuff that we're still learning and that doctors are still learning on an almost daily basis is pretty fascinating. What they don't know is also pretty fascinating. Well, the brain is, is, is this amazing, amazing organ, and it's so beautifully uh, covered in lace-like uh, 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 covering. Now you're you're turning me on now. <laughs> when you hit your head, when you hit your head, even if you have titanium in front of it, uh, you you have this this movement because the brain is surrounded by fluid. Right. All right. And and you have this what's called a coup contra coup movement. Coup it, contra it, coup. Coup <laughs> contra coup. And it and it and it can tear the the the, the vessels and lead to bleeding. That's why the brain and and trauma to the head and yep. concussions is such a big big deal right. uh, when it comes to uh, uh, professional sports. I mean, you see these hockey players, and I played hockey, and and man, oh man. 
it, it's a tribute to the amazing ability of the body to be resilient. Yeah, man. You yeah. see what they go through. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you, Dr. Uh, Dr. Mike. Always great advice. We appreciate it. And listen to what Dr. Mike has to say, because if you don't, someday you'll come home and you'll find your wife in bed with a guy named Rico Swan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. That's right. We, we love you, Dr. Mike. Love you, guys. Love you. We'll see you later. All right. Love you. Um, let's, uh, we got a bunch of people on hold who want to share stories of, you know, uh, thought nothing of whatever happened to them. And it turns out, yeah, it was a big deal. Something bad. Uh, so I'm going to go to Buzz who's on the line. Yo, Buzz, good morning. Good morning, Ed, fellas. Good morning, Ed, sir. All right. This happened to you? No, actually it happened to my father. Okay. Um, so I didn't live at home. My, my sister didn't live at home. But uh, my mom asked my father, can you give me a box or two out of the attic? There's a small space attic. So he went up there just like everyone else, bumped his head. No yeah. big deal. You rub it off. Right? And yeah. then, uh, again, I, I would call my dad every day. And my mom would say, yeah, he's got a headache and all this. Didn't think nothing of it, you know. So yeah. um, my sister went over there and noticed that the side of his face was drooping. <sighs> and he was having a slurring. And we thought he was having a stroke. Yeah. So she ended up taking him to the hospital. Of course, we all met him at the hospital. And the doctor was asking, you know, what kind of medication you're taking? He said, I was taking a fish oil pill. And I'm taking a baby aspirin, like Dr. Mike said. He thinned his blood out so much when he hit his head. He was bleeding so heavily in his brain. It was pushed to the left side of his brain, which was affecting the right side of his body. Well, Buzz, that's, so you're, 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 this is a uh, confirmation of what Dr. Mike was just saying. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Everything he's saying was bringing up these memories. And I was like, holy crap. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so you know, a, it would, be, it would well, behoove people to, Buzz, to your point and with Bob Saget, to, to be aware of this, you know, you don't want to live in fear like, like, oh, my God, I open up the closet and just, you know, bump my head and I, quickly, let's go get a scan. But to be aware that if you have a certain set of circumstances in your life, you may want to take a little bit more caution, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I know you guys got a lot of other colors, but yeah. so, so they took him to the other hospital, just like Dr. Mike said. They ended up drilling his head, draining this fluid out. Jeez. Oh, my God. And I would then, love like, to see that. Still didn't know what's going on, and a doctor said, "Listen, you can't be taking it's either one or the other. You can't be taking these baby aspirins, you know, fish oil, uh, you know, multivitamins. Yeah. Plus, again, it thinned his blood out so much mm. he was actually doing more harm than good." So. Wow! All right, well, that's, yeah. it's, uh, talk good, to your good information. Talk to your doctor before you take that stuff. Absolutely. Exactly. All right, like, Buzz. Like the doctor said, "Look for the signs." Did, your dad ended up being okay after that, though, right? Oh, uh, he's rocking and rolling. Excellent. All right, All right thanks, Buzz. Happy to hear Appreciate it. Thanks you. for calling. You thanks, got it. Guys. Uh, I'm going to go to Bill. Hi, Bill. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Good. What's up, Bill? So my wife in 2014 worked at a very busy pizza shop. It happened to be a Halloween variety and had a very bad migraine to the point where she called me and said, you know, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go to the hospital. It's like 5 o'clock at night. She went to the hospital. They did a scan. She had a ruptured aneurysm, a blade bleed going on right there. Oh, my there. God. Oh. Had, had she had yeah, any put, trauma? Did, did she hit her head or anything? No. She just just had a bad headache wow. while she was working. Thought it was basically because it was such a busy night, you know, Friday, yeah. Halloween. Sure. Getting pizzas and mm-hmm. heading home to their families and taking the kids out. You so, know? so, Bill, probably the worst thing she could have done was drive herself to the hospital mm-hmm. is what she did, right? But she, she, yeah, she, she, her work was a mile from the place. Oh, all right. Should have called the ambulance. Looking back on it, you're right. But they, they put her in a helicopter, flew her down to Jefferson. Wow. And they basically the next morning, uh, 
did surgery on her, and it, what, what, one of the most amazing things to me was was it they went in her leg, up through her body, yeah. and put a coil in the vein, plugging the bleed and stopping it. Isn't that amazing that they, they they're going to the brain and they go into the leg? Yeah. That it, it, yes, yes, it's it, just it, amazing. It, the surgery is amazing. It, it really was. It, it saved her life. I mean, they. The, I can remember the surgeon saying to me, "You know, there's a thirty percent chance." She dies on the table here today. Oh my god! Thirty percent chance she has paralysis, and she's. And she's I want to run back in there and hug her. Yeah, and like she can't see you right now. She's calm. Let's go through it. And you know, th- thank God she came through everything healthy. And she's and good now. Has no paralysis, no nothing. All but right. There are other patients we learned from the surgery. That's why I called in to share this. That waited longer, had to have part of their skull clipped, you know, taken out, had it clipped. And then they had paralysis. Wow. uh, The opinion from the surgeon that that we learned, I like to share with the public, is is that get to the hospital right away. Yeah. Yeah. Sage advice. Thank you, Bill. The second item is is, is that your mother, if your mother had had an aneurysm and you're a woman, you're very susceptible. Doctors could tell you, Dr. Mike could tell you the percentage, but it's a very high percentage that you then have it. Okay. Yeah. That's why knowing your medical history is so important with you and the family. Bill, thank you for the call, ma'am. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. All right. right. I'm going to go to uh, some different types of stories. Uh, I have Cecily on. Hi, Cecily. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Cess? How how are you? Wonderful. What do you want to tell us? So, um, actually, just last year at this time, I had cut my finger while I was moving um, on a piece of glass, and I wouldn't stop bleeding, so I went to the hospital, and they just brushed it off as a simple cut, and they glued it. Come to find out, um, I actually had tore the flexor tendon in my finger, so I lost all motion in my finger, and it took me a week to really be like, okay, this is serious. And I went to three different doctors just to find out I had to get surgery on my hand. Were they able to reverse that? Uh, Yeah, so if I had waited any longer, I would have had to get a graft in my thumb, but (sighs) I didn't, and I just um, was able to get a simple surgery for them to sew it back together. You know, it's just, you know, the, the, the thing is that, like, with all this stuff is, you know... Uh Nick was saying about, gee, you bump your head, you know, oh, okay. Yeah, right. hey, well, how do you know? How do you meet her? Okay, I went to the doctor, this is what they say. But so what Dr. Mike said earlier, know your body. You you felt something was wrong. Don't worry about being called yes. uh, hypochondriacal. Go, go, you know, tend to it. By the way, Cecily, it sounds like they messed up on the first run there. Did you ever follow through on any of that, researching that? Yeah, I actually um, had contact with contacted the head of the hospital and he said we talked and like um i went over how upset i was that they didn't catch it the first time and um he said that they're gonna learn from it and stuff but i didn't pursue it that much because it i mean accidents happen um i get that i could have lost my thumb yeah my thumb sure you know to at least now, today, it, uh, I can move my thumb, and okay. I'm good. The last thing you want to hear is you effed up, you trusted us. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, yeah. Cecily. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, go. I, listen, I know going to the emergency room is a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's it, Sometimes it's an all-day event, yeah. you yeah. know, and you're like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with it. 
But if you if you if you're unsure, you really should go. You really should yeah. just go get a taken. And sometimes it's just those benign little things. The last time I yeah. went, I ended up I just had to take a dump. That was yeah. it. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was in the hospital for hours. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, you just got a lot of poop in there. Right like, here. Oh. What? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm in agonizing pain. You want something? I, I felt like an a hole. You, you simultaneously want something that would warrant yeah. that, yeah. and you're also thrilled that it's not that. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. a weird, weird sensation. That's not cool. Yeah. I wonder if um. The the advent of all these urgent care centers has relieved the the emergency room because a lot of times people go to the emergency Maybe. room for for you know because they don't have a primary care physician yeah and so now they have all these urgent care centers and I I just you can I, go for the more minor stuff there yeah you just go there to watch yeah, yeah. Just, can you mind if I sit here yeah. for a while yeah right in the gallery sit with everyone else I'm gonna go to Shane next hi Shane good morning hey good morning guys good morning good, good morning, morning, morning. Shane what's up buddy. Okay, so when I was 10 years old, and this was like back in 86, I was jumping on my parents' bed, and I did a flip, hit my head on the headboard, Eesh. had like a had a golf size, or I'm sorry, golf ball size lump on my forehead, and I remember being like looped in and out of it and had to lay down for the rest of the day, and a couple months later, I started having these neurological episodes, almost like a seizure, <sighs> and to this day, you know, I'm 46. And I still get them, and to this day, they still don't know what it is. So okay. they have yet to diagnose why you have this, but obviously that's the flashpoint where it occurred, correct? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I mean, CAT scans, your eyes, you know, those things that, you know, they put on your head with all the wires and got to carry this thing around, you know, like... Nothing will detect it. Shane, I, I'm very good with tracheotomies. I haven't tried this kind of stuff. But right. if you want to come by, I have an exacto knife and a flashlight. I'll, I'll take a look in. Yeah. Great. That's right. wild, man. Well, yeah. I hope they can figure it out someday, Shane. That's really, uh, and, and it all goes back to that, that hit on the noggin. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. All right. Well, well, thank you. Have, have you a bet. good one. I remember yeah. Preston, you was, it was a kid. I was on deck, softball game, elementary school. Girl, you know, all the teams are playing each other. Swings the bat back, clocks me right in the forehead. Oh man! Mm. And I had one of those those bumps. Now they, at that time, it's nothing I was ever aware of, but they did sort of put me on that concussion protocol. Uh-huh. And they, Dude, had, yeah, my mom said that I I always had a lump or a bruise <laughs> on right. my head. Right, right, right. Like my my entire yeah. childhood, it was just I I don't know why. Just I always got it. And, and you stupid stuff. And because of that, you kind of chalk it up to well, you got you got you got another battle scar, yeah, you know. Yeah. And also on the other side, though, you shouldn't be absolutely apoplectic and. Yeah, terrified. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Patrick. Uh, he's been on hold for a while. Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Sorry about it. Work. No, it's all good. <laughs> What's your story, bud? So, uh, some years ago now, my uh, my dad was, um, you know, just kind of putzing around a bit, and he stubbed his toe. Uh, so, just just kind of like a minor minor pain. So, the next couple of days turned into a couple of weeks, feeling like, man, this this might be like broken or something. So, he finally went in for X-rays, and uh, they you know, they, they, they rushed him in right away. They found out that he had a more than just a stub toe, an infection led to MRSA, and they had to take his toe off. Oh, oh my God. MRSA, yeah. man. You had MRSA. I did. But this, and this, it started from an injury of stubbing his toe. Wow. Yeah, and it was the, the crazy part was they, you know, they, they kind of gave him the, the warning signs of like, if you would have waited another week or so, we could have been taking 
you know, up to your knee or, or worse. Um, so it was just like, you know, even getting it on time was, uh, was the right move, obviously. Wow. I think also sometimes they goose that a little bit just to make them look cooler. Like, if you had waited five more days, your head would have fallen off. Right, right. <laughs> All right, thanks, Patrick. Appreciate no, it. That, yeah. yeah. There's a perfect example of something you would not, okay, what? Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah, that's nasty. You know, that's funny. <laughs> All right, well, anyhow, uh, thank you for your calls. I'm sorry that if we didn't get a chance to get to you, appreciate it, and you've been on hold for a while. Uh, but uh, we need to take a break because we got to get to the bizarre farm. We have some guests who are going to be joining us in a little while. Uh, don't forget, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, Preston, I can do telemedicine for everyone who's on hold. Okay, want to Any, anybody who yeah. wants to talk with Steve <laughs> yeah, about medical right. advice, yeah. just hang on the line and uh, he'll <laughs> handle that I'm for you. I'm pretty good. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment with some B file stories for you, my friend. I'll try to remember what I was going to say. Stay there. <laughs> Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to do a quick shout out. I was supposed to do this a couple days ago, but uh, the uh, the emailer requested a very specific time. I just can't do it. I can't do it in a very specific time. We have stuff coming up. We have guests and things, so I'm just going to throw this out here. And it says, Tuesday, February 8th will be my 61st birthday. I would love to have a shard out on that day, so I missed it a couple days ago. But uh, she said, I had the chance to meet you and Casey and Jackie Bam Bam at the MM Barbecue last May. And what a wonderful concert that was. I'm a loyal listener and have been tuning in for some time. I also want to congratulate you and your morning crew for getting into the Radio Hall of Fame. Huh. And what an accomplishment that is. Keep on rocking. Keep the, playing the great music. Uh, I do I do turn on YouTube once in a while and watch your show live. Cannot wait to see the day again when you have live guests in your studio. Uh, thanks again for being the best DJ and having the best morning show. Huh. And she had said, uh, "I can you play it between 8 and 8.45? <laughs> All right. It's, yeah, it's after 8. You got that. Yeah, nailed it. All right. I thought it was 8.30 and 8.45. Uh, thanks. And that is from Sandy uh, Shamelia. So a shout out to Sandy Shamelia. All right. And happy birthday to you. And then Sandy! One last one. This was from yesterday. I think it said, uh, total absent mindedness is the cause for this late shout out request. So today's my dad's birthday. That is, if today, by today, we mean February 8th. So it was a couple days ago. Yes. And uh, not any other day of the year that this message may have found its way to the legendary President Steve show. Today would have also been his mom's birthday, too, but she passed away in December at 91 years old. This will be a tough one for him, I'm sure, but I'm hoping that a well aimed shout out will make it easier. My dad's name is Bruce Heck. And he is from historic St. Peter's Village, PA. Uh, he's a retired union electrician, and there is no mountain that he wouldn't move to help his family. Please give him a good one. Thanks. And that is from Lindsay Heck. So there's your chart. And happy birthday. Yes. To everybody. Your work is done here. All right. We're going to do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All righty. We'll start with a follow-up story. A man who was found carrying his own severed arm around downtown Lewiston, Maine last month, what? apparently 
cut it off himself, oh. a police investigation <gasps> found. So you remember, this guy was walking down the street, right. holding his arm. These two guys stopped him to help him out, saved his life. Well, after looking at hours of video footage and speaking with witnesses, it was determined that Abdiaziz Hussein cut off his arm by means of a meat-grade bandsaw at the 8K AK market, and he doesn't work there. Like, he just went in... And cut his arm off. Cut his arm off. To Lewiston Public Works. Can you cut that... Stinley. Employees uh, came across Hussein carrying his arm on January 21st on Maple Street, which runs parallel to the market. His arm was severed close to the shoulder. Oh, my God. And the two applied a tourniquet to his arm before first responders arrived and rushed him to Central Maine Medical Center. Was he using the severed arm to hitchhike? It was announced that uh, OSHA ended the agency's investigation into the case because Hussein was not an employee at the market. Just wandered in. Can I use your saw? And they have no grounds to investigate it. God. Uh, AK Market sells a variety of home goods, dry foods, and meat. And if you need any appendages cut off... Think of us, Preston. So that that blade would have had to have been right near his face. I mean, yeah. if he cut it that high up on the arm. Yep, yep. That's insane. The body of a 70-year-old woman has been found in her house in northern Italy two years after her death. Marinella uh, Mer- uh, Marinella uh, Beretta uh, lived alone near Lake Cuomo. Como. Uh, her decomposed body was discovered on Friday by the Como Fire Brigade following complaints that a tree had fallen in her garden and a result of overgrown vegeta- vegetation. So her body was found sitting in a chair in the living room. That had to be a mess. Uh, the cause of Beretta's death is unknown. The examiner had established that she died somewhere towards the end of 2019 based oh on the level God. of decay oh. to her body. Yeah. No relatives of Breda have yet come forward. Police are investigating whether she even had any surviving family. She clearly was not what you'd call popular. Uh, for now, Breda's body remains at the morgue, and a funeral date has not been set. But the mayor of the town has invited the town's residents to attend Beretta's funeral. He told the Italian press on Tuesday the local government would take care of the funeral arrangements. Any takers? Anybody? Wow. Florida man, police say, declared that he was Mick Jagger while drunk in downtown Naples was arrested on Monday. Eugene Bingham was disrupting uh, a number of downtown Naples restaurants including Ocean Prime and Yabba's. Eugene! At Ocean Prime, he yelled at guests and tried to fight others at the bar. Oh, I'm Mick Jagger! No, really, I'm Mick Jagger! At Yabba's, he's accused of trying to get on stage during a live performance. Naples police found Bingham walking near the bathrooms on the north side of a park after a woman told the officer a drunk male in a red shirt is yelling at people claiming that he's Mick Jagger. A stroke. And look at the picture side by side, Preston. It's like a mirror. A struggle ensued after a police officer found Bingham. Bingham was placed under arrest and vomited in the back of the <laughs> Naples police patrol car. Sorry about that. Bingham could not be processed into jail for medical reasons, and he faces charges of disorderly intoxication <laughs> and battery on a law enforcement officer. So, yeah. Would it be wild if it was actually Keith Richards? That would be. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, an 80-year-old Chicago woman says that the online game Wordle was key to her escaping a 17-hour ordeal in which a man broke into her house, forced her to bathe with him, and then locked her in the basement. Uh, Denise Holt said that her daughter in Seattle notified police and requested a welfare check after she did not see her mother's Wordle submission that morning. Isn't that wild? Despite her family's concern, Holt remained positive and said, I didn't think that I was going to live. Uh, police eventually deemed the situation was critical after an hours-long standoff and broke through a door to gain entry in Holt's house uh, in Chicago. 
Uh, she was trapped in a dark bathroom of her basement with the door barricaded by a chair. Uh, she had been doing exercises to stay warm. She said, I was doing marching and stretching as much as I could. Uh, thankfully, her daughter Meredith had noticed something was off after seeing her mother was not viewing her text or updating Wordle. Uh, police arrested James H. Davis, uh, who now faces felony charges of home invasion with a dangerous weapon, aggravated kidnapping, and aggravated assault. AKA as well. Mick Jagger, Preston. <laughs> right. The guy's getting around. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how about this one? A world-famous painting has been ruined by a security guard who claimed he was bored on his first day of work. This is great. Three figures painted by the acclaimed Russian artist Anna Leporskava in 1932 was on display at the Yeltsin Center in Russia and was being looked after by a 60-year-old man. But something odd was spotted by the art lovers who were checking out the image, which is worth about a million dollars. Yeah. The security guard had decided to draw a pair of eyes on two of the three faceless <laughs> figures while he was on shift. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, do, you, do you not know what you're guarding? The news, which has only just made headlines outside of Russia this week, presumably did not go down well at the state uh, Tretoyakov uh, Gallery in Moscow, where the painting was on loan from. Uh, despite the obvious vandalism, Russian police refused to open a criminal case against a man as there were no signs of a crime as defined by the criminal code of the Russian Federation. Wait, I can fix this. <laughs> and the Yeltsin Center refused to give security footage of the police and also waited two weeks to report the vandalism. Uh, so uh, the restoration process is expected to cost around $30,000. Uh, when returned to the gallery, it will be placed behind protective glass... <laughs> Uh, for future protection, by the way. You know, I was thinking all the time as I was reading this story, googly eyes. Uh, yes, yeah. googly eyes, and I was thinking about the, the Christ, uh, oh the, my God. the Jesus uh-huh. uh, picture that the, the woman had. <laughs> I'll take care of this. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file this morning. We're going to break. When we come back, Tammy Piscatelli. Hey. We'll be at Helium Comedy Club. will be joining us. Danny Briere is going to be on the program as well. New position with the Flyers. Stay put. We'll be back in a few. Join Casey Boy Friday from 1 to 3 at Colmar Beverage, formerly Beer Stop Beverage, at 793 Bethlehem Pike in Colmar for the launch of Bud Light Next. Enter for a chance to win tickets to an upcoming Flyers game and other cool MMR and Bud Light prizes. Zero Car Beer is here. Introducing Bud Light Next, brewed for what's next. Our next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight. There's an 8 o'clock show, two shows on Friday and two shows on Saturday. She pays attention to detail, and we see an example of that in her Zoom setting right now. Yes. It's one of the best settings I've seen so far in an interview. <laughs> Please welcome uh, Tammy Pescatelli. Hey. hey! How you doing, Tammy? I have to. I'm good. I'm so, first of all, I'm so glad to see you guys. You because too. normally... In the old days, it's, so COVID was good for some things. Can we just admit it? All right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm able to see you guys. But you know what I did here? I'm Italian and OCD. So people who are listening, what I did is I took a picture of my house when it was clean. <laughs> and then I used that as my background. Wow. So it is your house. I was complimenting it. A little, yeah. little bit of a, a looks, flavor of Tuscany. I thought yeah. they had really stepped it up a notch and put you like in the Four Seasons or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, of course. Because the background <laughs> looks beautiful. <laughs> I'm so tired of being skeeved. I liked people until COVID. And then they Zoom call me with dishes in the sink and i'm like 
You have time for a phone call? Make your bed. Do your dishes. <laughs> no, you're right. There's a little bit of... You know, early on, Tammy, the thing to do was, when the Zoom was starting up, was to be completely distracted to the person you were talking to and look at the books on their bookshelf. Yep. And then people got wise to that and started putting up War and Peace and, you know, yeah. to try to impress people. Yeah, the Bible. Oh, <laughs> shut up. You don't have all that behind you. It's true. I had to start right off because I was doing a little perusing of your Instagram account, and I think Uh-oh. quite possibly you and Preston might share a common love. Ooh. Are you a fan of the movie The Ten Commandments? Huge fan of The Ten Commandments. Oh. Loved. I love if if you walked into my show in one of those bracelets, headdresses, <laughs> sandals, and a and a skirt. I'm married for I think sixteen. I don't know. My anniversary's tomorrow. Um, I might go after you still. I mean, I, I love you like that, that look. look? Yeah, I yeah. love that look. I I am a fan of that film for for a few reasons. Number one, the uh, the over the top sets and so on. It's a Cecil, Cecil B. DeMille film, film. Yeah. but it's. Uh, the the overacting, I love it. It's just uh, we, my buddy and I. We would have his family would come over to our house uh, and we would watch it every year. We'd have it. We'd have a, a Ten Commandments party. We'd cook a yeah. great meal and and we would find it entertaining and funny at the same time. Believe it or not. Well, and that was my father was like the Pharaoh. So let it written. So let, so let it be, be done. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so your 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 dad was a very similar to Yul Brenner then. Well, uh, no, the other fair. Oh, the other fair. Oh, like oh. everybody said, the one that everybody cowed out to. Right, 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 right. I mean, he was the guy that literally, if you didn't let his, when I had broke up with um, my boyfriend, he was like, let his name be stricken from the record. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, it was that, that biblical. Wow, yeah. I love it. That's, That's cool. Uh, so, uh, what have you been, what have you been filling your idle time with? What's, uh, what's been happening? I know you do, you know, obviously acting is, is, is part of your career as well. Have you been able to, uh, uh, to secure some, some gigs in that realm lately? Yeah. Well, you know, the craziest thing is as soon as the world kind of opened up, I got busier than I ever was before. Cause now we do, I do a lot of corporate zoom things mm, Yeah. and then, um, blue bloods came along out of nowhere. Which All is- these years I've been trying to act. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. I, I, in fact, I, I I saw a still and I'm like, I, I I know that person. And then I realized it was you. I watch the show periodically, but I'm like, Blue Bloods is one of those shows that will probably be on for another 70 years. Yeah. So that's a good in for you. Yeah, it's really nice. And I'm, I'm kind of lucky because I think, you know, I didn't get it because people go, oh, you knew Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, I did know him, but I didn't want to tell him I was auditioning for it because I didn't want anybody to say, oh, that's how you got it. You know, because then, by the way, it is around the world. So yeah. if you suck, you got the part because you're friends with somebody, you're still going to suck globally. Global sucking. Nobody wants that. It's... Not even adult entertainers want global <laughs> <laughs> Well, Donnie Wahlberg, A, has proven himself to be a really solid uh, actor. I mean, we, the, remember the first time we saw him in, in The Sixth Sense, like as, the, as that uh, cr- lunatic in the beginning, and we yeah. were like, holy hell, he's really good. But uh, were you in love with Magnum P.I. and Tom Selleck? And... Okay, yeah, totally. Okay. But I didn't have any scenes with him. Everybody goes, did you meet Tom Selleck? And I'm like, I would have reverse mortgaged my house, okay? <laughs> like, I totally... That's what he pushes. He pushes that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, hell, I, I would do it as well. He's a convincing dude, but he's he's got that thing, you know? 
He does. It's the machismo when men were men. It's yeah. love. We were talking about Ten Commandments. You guys, like every you're you're men. Like I miss men. <laughs> I miss men. There's a lot. Like I, I, it's a different time, and I appreciate everybody's stance, and I'm not picking on anybody. But there was a time when you could just like someone would just. I would be like, oh, I need some help. Let me find a man. Now I got to go. Wait a second. Hold on. Can you help me? I don't mean to offend you. I shouldn't just assume because you have muscles. You can lift a car jack. Are you pretty resourceful in that in that in that area? I mean, are you? You seem like you're very um, yeah self sufficient. Like, well, uh, first of all, yeah, I'm an Italian girl yeah. from the neighborhood, so yes, and I don't have fake nails, so I'm not afraid to do stuff. Okay, you can change um, the tire. That's I could do, but also yes, and. Now I realize, because don't forget, I've been on the road for like 26 years. And yeah. in the old days, you just go with a map and a roll of quarters. You were either <laughs> going to use for a payphone or to punch someone, right. you know? So I think for me, I, you know, I, I, I just realized that, thank God I did all the things I did to take care of myself. Because when you listen to all that true crime stuff, I should have been murdered <laughs> decades ago. Yes. Yeah. It's always a woman alone in a car. It's, it's yeah. how many of those have been stand-up comedians? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But thank God. Enough <laughs> room for me. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. Uh, right in. I don't care. Tammy, I, I, I wanted to ask because uh, I'm looking at uh, at your Instagram account and you've got some great photos of, of close-ups of you. And one of the things I always notice about you when I, when I see pictures of you, your eyebrows, your eyebrows are very well on manicured. Uh-huh. They're on yeah. point. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> you do that yourself? You get them done by a professional? No, I do it myself. And... It, listen, let me tell you something. Hmm. It works one of two ways. You either look good or you look like a complete lunatic. <laughs> There's You're no right. in between. Wait, and Ta- right? Tammy, isn't it sometimes like one looks good and the other you look like a complete lunatic? <laughs> and it's at any point, and I have gotten to the place where I don't care anymore. But if you remember, I used to do that joke about the thinner the eyebrow, the crazier the broad. Yes. Yeah, and so that really has come back to haunt me. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta watch what you put out in the atmosphere because people then judge you by your own material. But that was that was so true. I mean, the uh, you know you'll see sometimes these mug shots, and there's just like like the thinnest line of eyebrow, and it's like, well, there you go. There's your proof positive. Yeah, and then they go, oh, I got a thyroid condition. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> so, so uh, Kathy was going to a guy who was, was it? The, the, um, the, eyebrow, eyebrow? the eyebrow king. That's what they call him. Oh. And he, yeah. And his brother's the king of Prussia. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's almost like the soup Nazi. Like, he yeah. can cut you off. Yeah. yeah. Tammy, yeah. it's like you, you have to, like, you uh-huh. have to follow by his rules. You get a set of rules before you go into your yeah. appointment. <laughs> uh, you can't bring anybody with you. If you're, if you are like 60 seconds late, the door is locked and you're not allowed in okay kathy not obviously he i'm sure he's booked because i'm sure he's a big valentine's day i book so i'm sure and and look by the way i drew him on nice today so yeah. I'm good. Uh, but the next time i come into town you and i are gonna go and we're gonna film the whole thing oh, you you have to i'm telling you it's an experience listen he likes me because i am on time i follow the rules i love going to him he's he's excellent at doing eyebrows he is good at what he does but it is we, we need to film it for sure tammy i will take you there That'll be fun. Listen, I'm old, and I'm not pretending to not be old. And that's one of the things, this generation, the the young generation, like, they don't, 
They don't slut shame. They don't fat shame. They, but they will age shame. And they're like, <laughs> send me emails. You're old. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I am. But when I was your age, I wasn't typing to the Golden Girls. <laughs> I was out dancing on tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to bag 76ers. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. But, you know, it's like, um, that's a weird dynamic. And I'll see that happen. And it is the truth that women will catch... The br- I remember seeing a roast years ago, and and everyone was about the same age, and yet they 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 kept jumping on one of the females. Was it Sarah um, Silverman S- saying how old she was? They kept going after her for that. There were guys who were older than her on the dais, but for some reason she was catching the old jokes, and it seemed like well, th- I mean that was like really just obvious that that was the modus operandi of the group. So I, I think women do tend to catch that more. Yeah, you have to care. Um, <laughs> that's the thing for me. I'm like, if you knew what I went through, who I, I lived in comedy condos. The fact that I am this age <laughs> is a testimony to who I am. Comedy condos are legendary. So I, I did stand up for a, a brief period, and, and uh, they, they basically it was you know Shawshank for comedians, right? Wasn't there, wasn't there a story about? Somebody would wipe the, their ass on the phone or something like that. Oh, well who known, told us that? I oh, stop. That. I, I prob, uh, every time they all come out and I'm like, oh, my God, what condo is that? <laughs> I know of a guy who dipped his junk in the milk jug. I saw it and it wasn't sexual harassment back then. Do you, um, <laughs> do you wear those battle scars proudly? I mean, because honestly... I look back at my brief time compared to, you know, you've had many more years doing it and, and with greater success. But are those kind of battle scars of, of that you're proud of that, you know, haven't been on the road? Because a lot of people haven't worked the road the way you have and, and other people have really put in the time. Well, I am proud of it, but um, I wish I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I think, Why? No, I'm proud of it and I'm thrilled. I saw the world. I, there's a camaraderie with uh, comics back then. I mean, it was amazing. But nowadays, like these young comics just put a viral clip up and bam, you you got something. But, you know, look, I, I went I went around with literally look like a murder kit. I had like a milk crate with with duct tape and and bleach and sheets and stuff because I didn't want to sleep. And I, I mean, I said I'm an Italian. I skeeve stuff all the time. So I couldn't sleep. One time I stayed in. As a matter of fact, I'm starting. a. have never had a podcast. I think I'm the last comedian left. I'm probably the last person left on the podcast. <laughs> planet without a podcast and i'm starting a uh my friend is was on the job she was a cop for 29 years and she just retired so we're going to do a podcast called the cop and the comedian but it all starts with it's about comedy crimes and i stayed with vince champ who was a serial rapist oh my god yeah, and I didn't know. I stayed with him. Tw- of course, I didn't know. Yeah. So, like I said, hey, how many have you raped? Over under. Just as long as it's under ten, I'm cool. Yeah. yeah no. So uh, I had no idea, and like the comedy condos were like hostels. So sometimes you would you would stay over because you were going on to the next city. Other people would come in yeah. and it was kind of a flop house. You didn't know who was coming, who was there. So, and sometimes it was really cool because you'd hang out with your friends, but sometimes you'd end up staying with people you didn't know. And this guy was like the star search, hundred thousand dollar winner, clean mouth award comedian, right. all the just for laughs. 
So he came in twice. I stayed with him twice, and both nights he went out and brutally raped oh. women at oh, a college. Dear oh, God! So yeah. Are, are, so, are, so so um, obviously I had no idea. You breathe clearly. It, yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, go out and do your raping. Yeah, no, that's 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 an yeah. amazing thing. I'll are, catch you afterwards, <laughs> and not to make fun of it for yeah. people, because trust me, I know I'm very grateful in a weird way to those women because I feel like in a way they saved my life. Yeah, because he would have stayed with me. And that, but the it, funny, it, that's, a, that's, an amazing, that's an amazing dynamic to stop and think about that. We, we're all perpetually fascinated. You know, they, they present such a, such a, a, a an aberration of, of, of humanity, somebody who would do that to someone. Mm-hmm. And yet you find yourself like with serial killers and stuff like that. I, I think we're drawn to it because we, we, we cannot understand it yeah. and we try to understand it. And, and it's this enigma that just keeps presenting itself to us. Are, are, are you drawn to like, Crimes, true crime and all that stuff? Well, I was for a while. And then I remember my, my son said, Mommy, I want to I wanna do that. I want to listen to those with you. And I said, why? He goes, I want to be scared. And I was like, well, just come with me to the mailbox. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we have so many things to be scared of. But I think with, with the story for me, with Vince, it was a really odd dynamic I never talked about for almost 20 years. Wow. because. You know, I got interrogated by the FBI because they thought he was my boyfriend because they, I stayed with him in two different cities. Right. And I kept saying, I really don't even know this guy. So that's kind of where that whole podcast is going to jump off. We, we go we go back. You guys will love it because we go back and we look at his act and his whole act was thumbing his nose at people. Now, my act on the other end is just I'm an idiot surrounded yeah. by idiots. So I talk <laughs> about that. So so uh, when wow. does this when does this premiere? Uh, as soon as I get uh, 10 episodes together, okay. I want to do it all at once. I'll call you guys back. No, uh, we, we absolutely be, be fascinated with this, honestly. And I don't know. I, I, I Listen, you you never want to profit off of something like this. But I think this is an, an amazing story that you're telling. Uh, you know, like, And Netflix is always every time you turn around, there's nine new shows like yeah. this. Have you been approached with by uh, by anybody for this story? Oh God, no! I don't think my story with that is really enough. Um, Netflix should approach me for my family reunion that I'm trying to plan <laughs> in July. That's what they really should, um, because I have some people in my family that are like, I want to take DNA tests to make sure that we're all related, right? And then I have other people that are like, you're just trying to rope, you know, yoke me up on charges and stuff. <laughs> Would you would you ever do like the twenty three and Me and the uh, the you know the, that sort of stuff? Because we we've talked about this many times. I think Kathy recently found out, or not so recently, that she had an extended family she yeah. was unaware of. <laughs> right? What, what Kathy, I don't even like the people I know <laughs> in my family. I don't need more. I don't need more people that I have to pay for DUI and divorces. <laughs> and, have them ride to my house on their lawnmowers after their license is taken away. Right. Um. That's great. That's great. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I did it, and, and yes, and I found out, sure, I got, like, some third cousins that are in drivable distances. I have no interest at all in meeting these people that I've never met before in my life and never will. You know, there's a scene right. in the... What in, are you, Amish? Like, you right. know, like, look for a wife or something? Like, there's no point. Yeah, there's a scene in the dead zone I always reference when people talk about this where the, the, the doctor presented with the you know if if you knew then you could go back and stop hitler you know and and he goes he goes oh, and then he, he has the potential to meet his mother who is he didn't realize was still alive after the war and he says no it, it wasn't meant to be yeah. and i figure if i've gone this long without these people in my life it's probably not meant to be right 
You know what though, Tammy? Yeah. We we have a big. I have a big Irish Italian family. So like when when these I'm new sorry. people started, yeah. right? <laughs> when these new people started to come into our life, we were kind of like, oh, we're kind of bored with old people. Like here's somebody new. Let's find out what you know. <laughs> right. You've run out of people to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I, That's what I put on because we haven't had a family reunion in a long time, and my father passed, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna have a Pescatelli Palooza at my house. <laughs> Um, and I wrote on the bottom of it, I'm like, if you don't come, we're going to talk about you. So <laughs> everybody shows up. That's uh, a great plan. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the last, when they talk about you, what do you think they most often say? Uh, that I got a big nose, which is nothing new <laughs> and that I gained weight. Uh, I'm like, okay. And probably, uh, probably those who have borrowed money from me say that I'm a big shot, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Right. Oh, she yeah. thinks who she is. No, I think that you're a loser and come to me all the time. <laughs> but you've got to be the star of the family, right? You're the story. I try not to be because some of the other ones are way more uh, interesting. And like, I try to just back up and because you know me, I'm not the funniest human being in the world, but I can watch people. I'm an observationist. I'm literally like a political scientist. Like, I don't get into politics at all, but it's so funny because I watched two friends argue on social media over vaccinations, non-vaccinations. Then I went to Walmart because, you know, I live on the other side of Pennsylvania and there were Amish people in line in front of me. And I go, hey, they blew the whole science experiment. They're not even vaccinated <laughs> for smallpox or polio. But you, so I'm like, what are we arguing over? You like to listen to people. I, I, and I, I get that as well. And I, I think it, it comes down to uh, if you get into a taxi cab. Do you talk to the cab driver or not? And I think I think people who are like do what you do for a living, observational comedy or interviewers, you have that natural curiosity and it's genuine, you know? Yeah. Well, and I also think that for me, I, uh, I, I put everybody down to two things in life. Do you make your bed every day? And do you take all your groceries in at the same time, or do you take trips? <laughs> all right. So if you don't if, make if you your... take trips, we aren't friends. Okay. <laughs> I don't have time. I, I I load up like I'm an eagle, getting ready for the. <laughs> all right. No. So I don't make my bed every day. Where does that put me? Uh. Well, you probably have somebody that makes your bed. <laughs> No, so that's no. probably the difference. No, it's pretty much a wreck all the time. Now I get up at three fifty a.m. and there's no way in hell I'm going to spend any that's time. That's still nighttime. So <laughs> yeah, totally. forget it. Thank Yours you. is off. I Yours cheat off. though. I just I sleep on top. Yes. of a made of, bed. Of a made bed, <laughs> and then I just have a blanket that I fold. So, uh, but but technically it's made. Listen, my kid. I said if you don't make your bed every day, like when you ask me to do things, I'm going to think twice about it like i'm ready. right so well, I, I go upstairs the other day he's got a sleeping bag on top of yes. his bed there you go <laughs> like, he's brilliant he's like, yeah. 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 the system completely right yeah. there well hire him as your agent when he gets old enough <laughs> I know. he's way smarter than me it's so funny well listen tammy have a great time uh while you're in philly just reminding people tammy's got one show tonight at eight o'clock at helium comedy club there are two tomorrow 7 30 and 10 and then uh on saturday is 7 p.m. and 9.30. Excellent. And you can get teal- yeah. uh, tickets at uh, heliumcomedy.com. We give our full seal of approval for you <laughs> having a great time and heading to a Tammy Pescatelli show. Oh, I love you guys. Thank yourself. you for saying that. That no means problem. a lot. Uh, it's Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I support you. Awesome. All right, well, have a great time. We're in Philly, Tammy. We appreciate you checking in this morning.
I love you guys. Yeah. Love you too. Tammy and there she goes. She is fun, man. She's, yeah. You know, she reminds me like of, of a of a Leah Remini type. You know, who yes. just yeah, who just and and just by organically, they're um, they're fun. They're yep. they're funny. Yeah, we had her in here one time, and we put her on. It was when when the hoverboards were new. Yeah, we got the the glide hover. We're, we're having two people on that have rid, uh, ridden hoverboards. Oh with yeah, Danny, Danny Breer. Breer. Hockey right. is going to be right. in a little while. We played hockey right. on the glide hoverboards. <laughs> uh, but I remember Tammy uh, riding around here in the studio on that. She didn't. She, I, I had to hold her hand the whole yeah. time. She couldn't quite get it on her own, but it was fun. Did you see the new Segway thing that's out? That's no. a big thing. Okay, do tell. So it is. They're they call them like hover shoes. So basically, they're two separate platforms that you stand. You yeah, see them, Kate? I've seen them, man. They looked super dangerous. Really? So, yeah. but but there was a, a thing about there was a family. I guess at an airport, they all had them, and the people around them were were oh. just like oh, snickering. Yeah. I'm looking at these yeah. now. They, they almost look like uh, the way they are. They're just on the bottom of your feet. It's, it looks like about maybe even less the size of a shoe. Uh, and it's a single wheel. Okay, they kind of run. remind me of Heelys a little bit. Yeah, though, yeah. But, Let me see. It might be uh, this is the Daily Mail, Steve. Is it where you saw it? Yeah. So that, yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. Are they strapped to your shoe or you just stand on you it? You just stand on oh, it. Oh, all right. Here. Okay. Yeah. So when those when those gyros go on, uh, at, when you turn things on like that, they're solid. I mean, like you stand on them. It's and a you platform. To, yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about falling out. Now, it would take a little practice, but... Uh, I think I could do that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I could do it. So, so oh, no. the funny thing is, is that oh, no. I go on, on irregular trails and I, like, parkour it up, but I suck at skating. I can't ice skate. My balance and everything else is tremendous. But I look like Herman Munster on LSD when I get any of these things, and it's a disaster, but... Preston, you don't think with the stabilizers no, that you I think don't. I'd screw it up? I, I think I think you'd, because I've seen you on the on the hoverboard, uh, yeah, and you can't quite get that. But listen, like the hoverboard and these things, you just keep doing it. Yeah. And over time, you'll get it. I just want to instantly yeah. be a world champion. Okay, yeah. is that too much to <laughs> That's ask? The hard part. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we got to take a break. When we come back, yes, Danny Briere is going to be joining us, and he's got to get on a flight, so we have just a couple minutes with him. So All right. we'll come back in a moment and uh, chat with him, giving some other stuff. Stay there. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Pawn Shop Roses. Shop Roses, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Our next caller's only got a couple minutes. He's got to catch a flight. But we're excited because he got a promotion. Yeah. And is in a new position. He's the special assistant to the Flyers GM. Please welcome our friend, Mr. Danny Brienne. To the show. Hey, Danny. Thanks for having me on. You bet, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, I can't be uh, much happier than and what's going on these days. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's super exciting to be staying in the area. In the area. Yeah. Now, listen, what was what was your, your, your official position, your official title before you've been named special assistant to the GM? I was, uh, was part of the development staff with the Flyers, okay. and I was also um, uh, president of the Maine Mariners, our ECHL team, uh, in the Comcast back to court family. Nice. Um, so now, now I'm going to slowly start to separate from that a little bit and, and focus a little bit more um, most of my time on the flyers moving forward. 
Yeah, and that's is this something that you um, that, that they approached you with, or, or had you kind of been looking to to move into this position? No, I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's something I, I. What happens is, you know, we, we, we're in hockey, and I've been around, and you know, the Mariners are in the same family, so I was always around, and then I was I would help out at first with different little tasks, with helping with players, whatever they needed, sometimes with training and stuff like that, and got more and more involved. And then um, they asked me if I wanted to, uh, to to get involved with some of the young guys in player development, get to know them better, um, you know, and then the role just kind of uh, evolved more and more. And then I, I've been very fortunate. Chuck, uh, Barry, and Brent would include me on a lot of the meetings that they would have, um, you know. So I, I, I kind of been doing the, that role, some of that role for the past year and a half. It's just that I was splitting it between, you know, the Flyers and the Mariners, and I couldn't commit full-time only to the Flyers. So that's, that's what's going to change moving forward. Okay. Danny, I, I love the Flyers, and this season has been tough. I mean, they just they had a 13-game oh, losing yeah. streak. They had a 10-game losing streak. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they, they just there are so many challenges that sometimes you look at the team as a fan and you don't know where to start. But um, I, yeah. I want to... Uh, give you an idea as to where to start. And and I have no idea if this is a a possible solution or not. But honestly, like, watching the power play is just awful. And and I'm curious as to what you... If if you could wave a magic wand, when you watch these guys come out on the power play, they can't enter the zone well, they can't get established, they're not getting shots. What would you do to fix that issue? Well, I I think it's all a confidence issue, right? When when the team is playing better, um, usually the power play follows suit and it gains confidence. But... Vice versa is also true. When when the power play gets you going, like last night we had a power play early in the game, and we didn't create that. Right after we tied the game up, um, we had the chance really to take over and score another goal or create some momentum, and we couldn't even get in the zone, like you said. So um, it, it goes both ways. I, I think the confidence is an issue right now. Guys are squeezing, squeezing their stick. They know nothing nothing good. They have that bad image in their head going on the ice. Um, you know, it's, it's been a frustrating frustrating season all along for for everybody um but you got to try to find some positive there's there's different things um sometimes when you have a bad season opportunities that that'll show up in front of you and we'll have to jump on you know it 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 tends to be at least in my mind is not like and congratulations but with you guys and what you're trying to do with the team to me it's like it's like steering an oil tanker because something (laughs) that you do you'll see the results in a while, you know what I'm saying, and and, and that's yeah. it's hard yeah. to not be impatient. Is that something you have to deal with? Well, that's you know, as a player, as a coach, you're you're living it day to day. You want to win in the moment. Um, you know, in management, you like you said, that, that's a good analogy when you talk about the oil tanker. It, it takes time, and sometimes it's slow, and you gotta, you know, you gotta visualize. You know, sometimes three months, six months, two years ahead. So. Um, that's what we'll try to do. Um, you know, the, the fact is, too, is this year we've been um, hit by injuries like I've rarely seen before. Um, you know, our top four center to start the season have barely played games for us this year, which is which is amazing. You know, when you think about Couturier, Hayes, Broussard, and Patrick Brown down the middle, that's a pretty solid uh, center line. Yeah. And, you know, we've barely see, seen any, any of them. And what happens, too, is now you're moving Giroud to the middle, you're moving Lawton in the middle, and you know it, it weakens your uh, your wings, um, so it's been frustrating. Ellis is a big blow on defense as well, because it reshifts everybody else in a different position uh, on the depth chart. So, um, look, it, it, those are, are excuses I, I know about it, but um, you know, hopefully we'll have these guys back in play, play soon, 
if it's not this year, um, definitely next year. Hey, uh, on the on the other side of the coin of the injuries, you've got a guy who's bulletproof on the team, uh, Keith Yandel, mm-hmm. and him breaking the Ironman record. I mean, you know, I, I feel kind of bad for the guy that it happened in the middle of of such a slump, but it is yeah. a it's a great positive story uh, that yeah. and and you with your years, uh, you know, playing the game have to be amazed at somebody that can play like that and never get hurt. Oh, I, I, I can't even, even imagine playing so many games in a row. I mean, it's, it's an amazing speed. Like, I don't know if people understand how, how that is possible. You have to play so many. It's like 12, 13 straight years with, without missing a game. Like, it's simply amazing. Um, and it's a feel-good story yeah. in, in the middle of a terrible season. But definitely try to rally around, around it a little bit and, and try to feel a little better because there's been – so many negatives this year. Yep. You uh, you have a really difficult job uh, ahead of you. You have a difficult job now, and and I could never do what you do. So um, I asked this question, uh, knowing how difficult it is. Um, but there are trade rumors right now with Claude Giroux. You know, he's the longest uh, tenured captain in team history. Uh, he's the longest tenured athlete in Philadelphia at this point. He's really likable. He's an all star. He won the MVP of the All Star game. You know, the list goes yep. on and on and on. Um, what do you think about the trade rumors? Uh, you know, surrounding your friend Claude Giroux. Well. <laughs> It's the situation. We've put ourselves in that position with the way we play. Um, you know, going into the season, we never thought that that would even come close. To, uh, we have to think about that. Uh, but things have changed. Changed. Um, now I, I try to put myself in his case. And we're a month and a half still from the trade deadline. I think it's a little too early to start uh, speculating on what he wants to do. Because ultimately, he has the decision. He has a no-trade clause. So he, he, he has to make that decision. Um, if he wants to go or not, um, but it's too early for that. Um, you know, he wants to win, and I know as a player, if I was in his case right now, I'd be looking. All right, is there a way? How can we win the next, you know, four, five, six games and slowly creep back? And that's how you're thinking as an athlete. You're so you're all so competitive. Um, you know, I realistically, it's going to be tough to make the playoffs, and and it's probably going to be a tough decision that we'll have to make when we get uh, close to the the trade deadline. Well, probably a decision that he will have a tough one to make when we get close to the deadline, unfortunately. Well, Danny, that now that you're in the position that, that you're in, just guarantee him a Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> and he'll probably <laughs> stick around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing, one thing I can tell you is, look, he's been our best player again this year. He's, he's amazing. Um, you know, whatever happens, hopefully he's on the team next season and he's back with us. He, he should be a flyer for life. Yeah. Um, he's the face. He's been the face of the franchise for so long. So uh, we, we hope to keep him around. There's no doubt about it. Yep. You're at the airport. Where are you headed to now? I'm going out west. Uh, part of my my first uh, official uh, uh, trip with uh, for the team um, in that new capacity. So it's uh, it's exciting. Nice, excellent. Well, listen, Danny, we're we're really happy for you. We're really proud of you. Uh, we're and I love the fact that that people like you and and Scotty Hartnell and and some of the other you know uh, alums stick around, make this their their home, make the team their their profession, and it's uh, it's great this hiring with wins uh, within. So we were happy to hear the news, and and we just want to pop you on real quick and, and say congratulations in person. Awesome, and you, I have to say, you guys made my day with that song this morning. That was flying machine gun. <laughs> I, it brought me back to the locker room before games, getting nice. ready to jump on the ice. Uh, awesome. awesome, love it. Anytime. All right, Danny. Good luck with everything. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care, Danny Brienne.
Great guy, man. Yeah, it was great cool. player too. Wow. Cool having him come to uh, camp out this past year with Scotty yep. Hartnell and Brad Marsh, and, and it is great when they stick around, and make Philadelphia their home, and uh, yep. and you know for him to get this position is a really cool thing. Yeah, Marissa was saying uh, Scotty was doing color commentary last. Well, yeah, he was in the booth. Normally, he's uh, just in between periods yes. and uh, kind of getting a little. Um, a uh, little insight, yeah, and, and maybe an interview. He'll do some uh, analysis in between periods, pre and post game, that kind of thing, with Taron Hatcher uh, for NBC Sports Philly. But last night, uh, at Jonesy, I think was doing a national game, uh, or maybe he's doing uh, getting ready for the Olympics. I don't know, but anyway, uh, Scotty was in the booth with JJ, and it was it was cool. It's cool to hear him, uh, you know, be a part of the game. Yeah, it, you know what? If he really wants to stand out being a broadcaster, <laughs> uh, he should try using this thing when he talks. <laughs> oh my god! And he would sound uh, different than the other people. <laughs> When he does this. That is pretty cool. When he does color. Yeah. Uh, Casey's been playing around with this. It's a massager. You know, we know people down there. We could take that to, I mean, like, uh, probably generate some ratings at this point, you know? Or I can give him one of my uh, clever phrases. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, Yeah, they're having a tough time on the, uh, <laughs> I can't even think straight yeah. when I have yeah. that thing stuck It rattles your brain. It rattles your brain. I haven't seen how... How high it goes up to? You have it up at twelve right Let now. Let me tell you, go the, even more than that. The mistake yeah. that people made because I I got one for my wife last Christmas and it, it's it looks like it's a bigger one. It looks like a nail gun. You need to you need to be holding it against you when you start it because it on some of the some of the um, intensity levels. Yeah, if it's going and you push it towards your skin, it hurts like hell. Here, listen. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Do it again, Casey. It's up to thirty. Okay, is it? You like that, Kathy? No, not at all. Does it go higher than that? <laughs> put the so put the uh, put the recorder in your mouth and put that Ooh. in your butt. Oh, in in your butt? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Right, right, right now. Right. Yes. Oh my God! Like Jeff Motel right, right there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Do it. I'm gonna play. Wait. Do you want me to hold yeah. it for you? Yeah. <laughs> You are so talented. Yeah. <laughs> that what is cool. With my nose. Oh my god. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> it's like when Hendrix would play behind his head. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> it's good. So when I first saw those things, I was like, um, "Is that a I'm a scared personal massager for, for the ladies? Put it on my junk. We'll find for out. your yeah. balls. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I haven't that's done that yet. I would have to imagine that that uh, <laughs> it would serve the same purpose. Uh, the the ball attachment. No, it's like that's like a jackhammer. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Not powerful enough. <laughs> <laughs> you can slow it down. Yeah. I mean, like now it's at a much more manageable level. Oh, do you ever see the movie like a... First Men in the Moon? <laughs> the, the alien talks like that. Oh, really? That would be annoying after yeah. a while. Come closer. Come closer. <laughs> yeah, that almost made me gag. You probably just lodged your esophagus. So that was uh, that's only at a one. Yeah, that's one. Okay, okay. So it the, gives you a different sound at one than it does at thirty. Yeah, very much so. The one that we have is the one all the way to the right. That oh, the similar that looks looks a little bit like a the nail gun. gun Elite Ultra Quiet. Oh, it's not so quiet. Oh, no. really? Do the uh, do it by your cheek and go, go do the like the wow wow thing. Yeah. That sounds like a didgeridoo. Yeah, it does. Wow, wow. <laughs> do that do. Why, that yeah. didgeridoo. Uh, okay. All you right. should have saved that for show and tell, Case. Oh, oh they oh, goddamn it. Oh, 
Uh, we have talked about doing show and tell. You know what? I, on the I program, was, and I can't find anything I want to show you or tell you. There's about. one thing, it's, it, and I, all the stress of school came back to me. Like I had nothing for show and tell. Oh man, when I was a kid, I wanted that. I was excited for show and tell. Whatever it is, yeah. right? I wanted to bring something to show. Totally. Enough, one but... year, I brought in a full, real Civil War sword. Yeah, it was a different time. Yeah, you told me, I, and I told you guys I brought a bayonet one yeah, time, yeah. and I brought a uh, a. <laughs> A debombed incendiary bomb from the uh, huh. uh, from the uh, uh, Vietnam War. Dude, oh, we, yeah. I bought it in a uh, I bought it in a uh, army sur- surplus store. Yeah, my dad had all sorts of World War II. Yeah, orange thing was about two and a half feet long, and it was a, it was a bomb. It was literally an incendiary bomb. When I was in sixth grade, we had to do commercials. We had to like we picked a product, and it was a group project, and we would do these. We did this live, and this one group of kids, I think their commercial was for, like, Doritos or something like that. Dude, they brought in, like, beers, and were cracking beers in sixth grade, Kathy. Cracking I don't remember. I don't think they actually drank them, but they, like, cracked open beers Mm. in the classroom. Yeah. Different different time. Different time. Well, rather than uh, playing with that, uh, I did Take that off your balls. I did take it off your nuts. (laughs) I did notice a few things this morning that I think are worth uh, bringing up to you guys. I think think you guys... Yeah, yeah, I think so. In honor of the big game this weekend, the notice are called an audible. You know what? I can do a a story. Football stuff? Yeah, I can do something about the big big game. game? Yeah, so... <laughs> so stupid, the big game. Uh, I, I know, dude. Oh, it's I, I ridiculous. Hate it. I, you know, well, and, I, and I get it. I understand why. Yeah. I understand why they do that because people want to have, uh, you know, a Super Bowl party or yeah, things yeah. where that is the the focus of it, and that is a branded name. But they they tried to brand the big game, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. As well, which is come on, dude. Didn't go over. Give well. us something. But in this yeah. conversation, we can, it's totally we can say Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. we're not yeah. giving anything yeah. in conjunction right, right. away with it. We're not like we're it not... would be inappropriate for me to mention that I'm selling all sorts of Super Bowl memorabilia <laughs> yes. out of my car. Right? right. Yeah. yeah, you can't for you profit. That. Yeah, for profit. Right. At, at prices have never been lower. But that would be wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm getting trouble. But you're not really doing that. So, <laughs> all right. So three friends who have attended every singer every single Super Bowl. Are hoping for a memorable contest this year. It might be their final trip to the game as a group. I was aware of these guys, and this is sad to hear you say this that they're thinking in these terms, but they're just being practical. Yep. So they are all in their eighties, and they've attended every game since the first uh, AFL NFL World Championship game was held fifty five years ago. Wow. Uh, and they are meeting at the game once again this year, but future meetings are in question. Now, I don't think they went to the game together. Uh, the the very like I think they found out about each other as the years went along. Right, they yeah. became aware because and, of yeah. different news uh, coverage yep. of what of their accomplishments. So Don Chrisman, a Maine resident and the eldest of the group at eighty five, said that this is his last game. Uh, Gregory Eaton, who is eighty two of Michigan, wants to keep attending, but said that his health concerns could get in the way. <laughs> and, he, and even. T- <laughs> That's a direct quote. All and right. even Tom Henschel. That's all he can say, by yeah. the way. He just speaks. Are you those, excited for the big game? He just repeats those in uh, right, Morse one code. One boss for yes, two yeah. boss for no. Do you have to go boom, boom? Okay. okay. Oh, my God. Even Tom Henschel, a football fanatic who spends the cold months in Florida, said that Super Bowl 60 in 2026 Figures to be mm. his last one, so right. he's well, good, g- one. Listen, you don't know what they'll come out, come yeah. up with. Yeah, this one is at the. I mean, I really want to go to the stadium in, in L.A. Uh, was oh, it so, gorgeous? SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Is that what that? Yeah. By the way, they're saying that it may be the hottest Super Bowl on record. No it's going to be mid to upper eighties. Huh. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're having a, a like a big heat 
uh, wave in uh, in California. Conan O'Brien had a tweet yesterday, the day before, which was, uh, "I hope uh, L.A. Rams fans uh, make the drive all the way to L.A." <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> Take you three hours yeah. from some places of Los Angeles to get there. Uh, Chrisman and Henschel first met at the 1983 Super Bowl. And Eaton met them decades later. There you go, in the mid-2010s. Uh, um, uh, their small club of fans who have uh, been to every Super Bowl has dwindled over the years as other members have passed on. Uh, mm. I mean, is there? how do you actually get a ticket for the Super Bowl at face value? Oh, wow. How, how, how do you do that? Good, uh, well, damn good question. Do you want to know something? That notion is so... Weird that I've seen stories about that. Yeah. They, they will cover how, because people ask that question all the time, because I don't ever even entertain that as being a possibility, right? You, you have to go through third party or you have to be. Like, like our tickets, do you buy them? I don't know where the Super Bowl is next year. Um, but do you have, can you buy tickets like as soon as, uh, the I, season starts? Well, hold I don't on. Know. How, how did it work when the Eagles were in it? Wasn't, weren't certain. Uh, season ticket holders offered first, and it was very few amount. But weren't they offered first at regular at uh, face value? I don't know. That's I, a I, good I, question. It sounds right what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. And by the way, can you physically buy tickets for any sporting event? I guess you can. There's still box offices, right? You can just walk up to the window and buy a ticket yeah. if they have yeah. them. Well, right? Although you often can't get actual tickets anymore. It's yeah. e-tickets for so many. Like I think the Eagles, Casey, uh, they didn't have any physical tickets this year, right? It was all no, it's like, all, all the e-tickets e- on your phone. E-tickets, yeah. yeah. Uh, although I got a physical ticket for, for the Eddie Vedder show uh, on, right. uh, on oh, Friday really? night. Yeah. yeah, so there was a piece of paper. Who can I say I like old school? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you guys know I'm a, I'm a hard rocker, so I was at a concert a couple of weeks ago for Casey Musgraves. Right. And, uh, and they, I don't know why they can't do this for season ticket holders. Everybody that walked in got a bracelet that, that lights up and it just, you know, it makes the light show great. They should be able to do that for flyers and, and was that, and so that sisters. was your admission? No, but oh. they can put all that stuff in a, listen, uh, Disney World. And yeah. when you went to Universal, did you have a wristband? Like, uh, when you go to Disney, they give you a, and it's not like a plastic wristband. It is a nice wristband that has we did, all, all your stuff on it. We there. have, like, a guide. You know, we, do, we did that thing to make sure yeah, that we... Yeah, but they didn't have the, like, scan for everything. I no, think, I just, I provided right. about a, a cup full of uh, seminal fluid. Okay, did time. they ask right. for that, or did you just offer it? What's that? <laughs> did they ask for it? I came with it. I oh, didn't okay. know. Yeah, yeah, here just you go. Just in case. Yeah, um, no, but, like, at, at Disney, they give you a wristband, and They make you it can... feel like you're not spending money. That's... That's the reason but they, they could put, do that at, at Sixers games. That, that could be your. It could be. Um, yeah, but think of it. Think of the cost of that. That that costs Disney. That's going to cost Disney. But like I said, it's like you're not spending money. So it probably is, is very profitable for them. I don't know if it would be profitable for the Sixers to get those for every single well, person that enters the stadium. So one thing I had heard is that if you were to put all of your information on there, you know, like if you if it was a payment system, because that's right. the other thing is like. People, and they will be, people aren't prepared fully to uh, be cashless. And those places are cashless right now. I go the, cashless a lot, but I, I still like a physical ticket. Yeah, yeah but like even parking is cashless now, Steve. And it's causing, for, for, yeah, I know. And it's causing major problems. At least I've noticed the last few times I've gone to Sixers games where people trying to get into the parking lot. They're not ready. They have their cash ready or, you know. Yeah. And when we went to the last game, I went to the guy that was behind us. We were together. He didn't know it was cashless. He only had cash, you know? And if we weren't in front of him, he would have been screwed, right? So we ended up paying for him, you know, with our credit card, and he gave us cash, but... 
I'm going to go to some calls, okay. but Steve, you're doing that any better <laughs> thing made me think of this. I seem to recognize your face. Pretty good. Yeah. That is good. Not bad. All right, hang on. I want to go to uh, Sean because he can tell you about the uh, Super Bowl tickets, I believe. Hey, Sean, good morning. Matt Damon. Yes, <laughs> Matt Damon to you. What's up, bud? <laughs> Nothing. Matt Damon. Kathy was on the right path. Um, I had season tickets, actually. One, we went to the Super Bowl back in uh, the 304 season, um, and the season ticket holders get put in a, like, pretty much a raffle. And if you get picked, you have the option to buy the Super Bowl ticket at face value. Sean, I, I think I remember value. from the um, from the Eagles situation, it wasn't that many seat. There weren't many tickets offered up that way, were there? Uh, nothing aware of. I don't know the number, but I mean, obviously, we didn't. We yeah. didn't get picked. But we, uh, me and my my two buddies who had the tickets, we established that if we actually got picked, we would sell them and pay for multiple more season tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's essentially what I did for the the playoffs that year. Is I sold my. Uh, Divisional round playoff tickets, and they paid for my. Um, it paid for everything. It paid for okay. my uh, NFL and NFC championship tickets. Okay. Wow, you call yourself a true fan? We went to every playoff game. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it. Thank you, Sean. Uh, hang on, Michelle. This is this is a, a, well, another way to do it. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Good, good morning. Uh, on the same order as Sean, if you're a non-season ticket holder, you have to apply by June thirtieth of the season before, say, of 2022, if you want to go to the 2023 Super Bowl, the NFL has an address on their website, and it's like a lottery. If your name is picked, and you have the option of buying two tickets. Okay, at face value. But you have to be a season ticket holder for your uh, team? No. No. No, you can be... uh, a Rams fan from Philadelphia. Okay, it doesn't and matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. You just have to have your name in the lottery. Okay. Well, that's and that's a long shot. Obviously, uh, yeah, I, a huge long shot. Thank you, Michelle. We appreciate it. the The Masters is that way. You have to you have to enter and hope that that you get picked, and that's kind of the way it is. Think about something that has nationwide appeal. Like eh? we always say, hey, I'm going to try to get tickets to the show. You know, at the yeah. theater. Okay, well, what if the entire rest of the country was interested right. in doing that as well? I always forget to do it for the Masters. I need to yeah. do it. Yeah. I entered one year, and I didn't get picked, and then I was like, oh, this thing's rigged. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. I never did it again, but I should uh, do that because it's one of those uh, events I'd like to get to at some point uh, in my life. Uh, it hasn't Kevin, hasn't he? He's been, right? Um, Has he been to the Masters? I think he I went think to the yeah. Masters, yeah. I thought he went to the course. I don't know if he went to the actual. He, he, no, he, no, he was there for uh, maybe the practice round. Practice okay, round or the yeah, par yeah. three uh, yeah. round or something like that. Also, lest we forget, they did give away wristbands at a Flyers game one time, and that didn't end well. That did not <laughs> end well at all. So, you know, you got to be careful about who you're giving the wristbands to. Yeah. And that was... Uh, it was a playoff game, and they were light up wristbands, and uh, they. It was Ed Schneider Appreciation Night. It was two oh. or something like that. You remember? And I, I think they lost like seven one. It was an awful playoff game, and yeah. so uh, fans were not happy, and they yeah. threw the wristbands out. It was like a Mike Schmidt boomerang night. <laughs> yeah. did, I, did I say Ed Schneider? Uh, yeah, his friends call him that. Yeah, Mr. Hey. Schneider. <laughs> Schneider. Schneider. Uh, as far as the Masters are concerned, or any uh, PGA big event. Do golf pros have more of an in to get those? I do not yet. I'm just, I'm thinking, Preston, I just was looking at the schedule for the Masters this year. You could go this year. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, listen, there, there are services that you can get like 
going to the Super Bowl, you can find where you can buy and pay a ridiculous amount of money and do it that way if you want to. So I'm about to ask a very ignorant golf question, but I think I, I was wondering if this had ever happened and mm-hmm. if this was ever something that was ever invented and tried to get some momentum on. Okay. A golf club where the club is constantly intact with an interchangeable head. So you basically have the one. Oh, we have one shaft? Right, for, right. For every- um, you don't want to do that because each club has a different size shaft. Okay. And sometimes they, they have a different uh, flex in them uh, right. for, for different situations. So. Some are growers and some are showers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if, you see, if you see a nine iron next to a five iron, the, the length is completely different. All right. For some so. reason, I, th- I didn't know that. Nope. I, nope. Uh, but some, some people do have, <laughs> they have all their clubs made uh, the same length. It's rare, though. It's some guys rare. just use a seven iron. Uh, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. That's all you from, need. That's uh, damn Tin it. Cup. Tin cup. Thank yeah. you very much. Didn't our old boss uh, have an in at the Masters? Sorry, John Fulham. Didn't wasn't there a connection there? That he went there. Uh, uh, I thought he, he had a connection. Might have known a member. He probably does. He was his member. bagger Vance was his brother. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah. All right, I noticed something else. Something else on the nose. Yeah, this. I'm. I'm glad we have a chance to talk about Adidas. Uh, is putting it all out there to introduce its new sports bra collection. Uh, is that what you were hoping for? No, well, I know what this is. I, I've they, seen the story. Yeah. yeah, they tweeted a photo yesterday of, of a grid photo of 25 different pairs of bear boobies. Yeah, they did. Bear so breasts. no sports bra? Uh, no, 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 no. It no. says, the, the caption read, We believe women's breasts in all shapes and sizes deserve support and comfort. Take okay. huh? <laughs> Which is why our new sports bra range contains 43 Style, so everyone can find the right fit for them. They were just showing how women's boobs oh, come in oh, all yeah, different yeah. shapes and sizes, and that is a legit, legit claim <laughs> yeah. that women. Like I hear women, we've talked about buying like a bikini top, and and yeah. you know they, they, you can't. There's the, the difficulty of having a uniform size that's going to fit everybody. Oh, is. and I hate the sports bra situation. For me, there is one sports bra, one type of sports bra. To lead them all. No, that fits me um, and they don't make it anymore. So like... Uh, who was it? Who they, was the maker? Who made it? It, it was Under Armour. Oh, man. Um, and as I go on and, you know, kind of have to get rid of them as they get old, it's like my collection is dwindling. So, there was a, a mixed reaction with some cheering the ad and others criticizing. One person <laughs> suggested that it was quote, just another shock ad designed only to generate revenue by using women's bodies. Okay. Uh, Adidas defended the ad, uh, tweeting it's important to normalize the human body and help inspire future generations to feel confident and unashamed, uh, adding it's perfectly natural to have breasts. Uh, we are happy to celebrate that and don't uh, and won't be taking this down so we can keep doing so. Well, it's like they ran, they ran last week for their nut shaver. <laughs> the nut shaver. Yeah. Where was it, though? Listen, I don't is, see it. On this, their... is two, this is two birds with one stone. Twitter. This is, this is exactly they're doing that. They're, they're using a shock ad, yep. but they're also, at the same time, maybe desensitizing a little bit of body uh, they're getting know, pressed, issues. The, the main it's thing, great. they're getting pressed. Yeah. And, and listen, yeah. uh, the, and this is an issue that many women do. You know, well, you just say, Kathy, you have a yeah. problem. Yeah. You know, I actually, I, I'm not offended by this at all, but I am offended by this other ad that they keep putting on my uh, my Instagram feed for these pants. I wear Adidas pants almost exclusively these days, and like dude, uh, they're great. They're, as far as warm-up pants, they're great. They're these awesome warm-up pants that have, like, cool designs on them, so I click on it. Dude, they're only available in, like, extra small. I'm like, stop advertising this nonsense. Because well, they're just, just late to the game. Loud. You might yeah. get there. Yeah. Well, Kathy, keep advertising it. And it's like I, you know, stop advertising this thing that I can't buy. Well, maybe they're out of stock right now. They want to sell what they have left. There are extra small. You got to, you got to eat it, Adidas. But to only have extra small. Oh, Maybe they're very tiny. It does there. suck when you find something you really, really want. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a t-shirt guy, so I, I'll stumble across a t-shirt and they don't have the 
freaking size that I want, and that, it's just annoying as hell. That and they so go to a shoe store, and they don't ever size. Oh, you, see, I will wear. You guys are are not good shoppers. <laughs> I know. Um, I can, we can find them. Can you, uh, on, the difference of online and going and actually being able to try it on, so and that yes. that's that's the dilemma. Yeah. The um, sometimes even though, and you'll you'll check that uh, that chart where people report on how accurate what they expected it to be and what they got, and and see their rate of success. So a lot of times, like I I, I will wear a large, and people will be surprised like that because I guess I'm perceived as as, as bigger. Uh, but um, uh, and then other times, Preston, you know, they're they're all over the place. The thing that really kills me too is when they describe the fabric, and and I, I like that this softer material, like this T-shirt has yeah. that softer material. Yeah. The stuff that they usually do that have you know logos on it or say, it's that sort of very yeah. stiff. Yeah. So what I need to know is the name. What is of that, that softer? Yeah. fabric T-shirt like this. What, what is the actual name of that? Because you can change the different kinds of shirts you get. Right. So you're ordering from from like uh, T Public or something like that. What's the soft? What is the name of that softer material shirt? What so you either need to look at the brand of the shirt or um, probably the material. Yeah. Like, like you need to look look at a but shirt. It'll say can... it'll say like higher quality. Yeah. No, no, no. Does, what, what does that mean? No, I'm saying like the actual percentage. Like, look at a shirt that you like and see what it says. 100 percent cotton or or whatever, and then the brand along with it. So if you're buying just something that's printed on a t-shirt, the brand name will be on the t-shirt so, as well. So is so a like po- a poly cotton blend is not going to be good or? Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you guys like, but yeah, that's what you would. So call. you're saying if I have a shirt at home and I like the way that that material feels, I need to look on that tag. And that will tell me. Yeah, that will help you. Like, look on the inside. Like, it, you know, the percentage of, of you know, cotton that's used to make the shirt or the percentage of polyester I've, I've or had cotton that, blend. I've had that, though. Rayon. Not, yeah. not work out sometimes. Like, and I'll order and I think, okay, this is going to be, it's got the, the, the logo on it. It's got the Batman picture on it that I want or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and then you get it. It's like one of those cheap-ass shirts you'd oh, buy at, like, yeah, like I, a convention. I ordered a great, what I thought was a great shirt, and it was, it turned out, it was it was of George Harrison, and it was a, it was a transfer. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, man, man. What, that one of the Go straight screen, to hell. You know? oh, yeah. and what like, about? That's kind of like when we sent out the Kathy's Fall Activity <sighs> shirts. We, I remember one year off. we did. Yeah, it was like it, it was like a, somebody put a sticker on a shirt. We were like, "What oh. the hell happened?" Yeah, Sometimes like that. when that happens, Preston, they they're not even even on the shirt. Like if I get like a like a, a quote, I'll get a quote, and the quote is off center. Kill somebody. I have a picture of Sean Connery from Rush with Love, and it's off. <laughs> it's off center. Inches off my left nipple, and I'm like, you rat bastards. Uh, Preston, I have a question about this Adidas ad, though. Um, is there is this the only place where it's um, being displayed is on Twitter? Or, like, is it I showing up? I believe so. Is yes. there a billboard? Because they, yeah, cer- they certainly can't put it on Instagram. Twitter, uh, Nick, is the Wild West. Yeah. They, Absolutely. They, they clamp down on all sorts of speech, but they love... The, the, I will open up Twitter, and there will be... Full porn yeah. running. So again, it's pretty smart by Adidas to put it yeah, there. I'm just sure. curious as to whether or not it actually shows up any place else. Not that I've read. Okay, not probably that um, in some of the Scholastic books. Gotcha. Hang on. <laughs> uh, Andrew wants to help us out with what what to look for in a T-shirt. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. Nice beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Nice beaver. What's, What's up, up, Andrew? Um, so the. Really soft T-shirt you're talking about. It's a tri-blend tee. It's made of cotton, polyester, and rayon. Okay. And it's usually like Next Level brand makes it, but it's definitely the most popular uh, T-shirt when you're talking about that. Soft tri-blend. Shirt. Okay. I See, that's it. I've never, because sometimes they'll give you, if you want to upgrade the quality of the shirt, and yeah. I, I've, I've not seen tri-blend. If I s- shop initially for tri-blend T-shirts... 
Hopefully that'll be what I'm looking for. Hopefully that'll be what you're looking for. Thank you, Andrew. We're going to also go to another T-shirt expert. It's Jesse. Hey, Jesse, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, bud. Hey, was that guy right? Was Is the tri-blend what you think we're talking about? That's correct. Yeah, it's a it's a polyrayon cotton blend. Okay. And then uh, all... Oh, they killed him. They killed him. Oh. He, he wasn't Six supposed to tell him. We need T-shirts. Oh, I'm sorry. Return... Yeah, uh, we lost you for a second. Go ahead. Jesse? Okay. Wait a minute. I think Jesse fell in a manhole. Is what happened. I think he was walking along and he fell right into a manhole. Hey, what are you doing on that phone over there? <laughs> Jesse? Hey, Jesse! No, we lost him. Oh, oh, that's a shame. He just okay. like a water pipe or something. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, but so, he gave us what we so needed. If that, yeah, right, so, so if that's what if that's the T-shirt you like, then you have to specifically look for that when you're buying something. Marissa brought in a guide here. It says uh, soft, softer, softest. So softest cotton, hundred percent cotton. Softer is polyester cotton, and then softest is the tri-blend, which is the rayon tri-blend uh, polyester. And by the way, cotton. the the soft, which is cotton, is probably what you guys don't like. Really, I think I'm wearing this really? right now. I mean, you really have to like wear it a lot in order for it to. Yeah, kind of I break don't. In. I do not want to break in a shirt. Yeah. I, I've got to get my goofy picture <laughs> out soft. to the world, and I need to do it quickly. This you is need almost to... soft. I'll bet this is the polyester cotton blend. Casey, can I'll you look on the see. on the tag <laughs> here because because it feels good. I like this shirt, Casey, but it's not all the you way. You guys there. have a weird relationship. Yeah, uh, give him a little kiss on the back of the neck. <laughs> Listen, oh, he did. <laughs> oh, my God. We vacationed together. Thank you, dude. I was talking about. Smell nice. Look at the tag. All right, I'm looking. Uh, it's polyester, rayon, and... There you go. Tri-blend. Uh, Tri-blend! And cotton. I don't see... No, it's just spam. Uh, wait, wait. 50% polyester, 25% cotton, and then 25% rayon. There you go. Tri-blend! Tri-blend. It's a shirt. Wait a second. What's the remaining 20? What'd you say it was? No, he, he got, got 25. 25. Okay, that works. Thank you, Brandywine Branch, for giving me this shirt. <laughs> nice. From uh, Revivalist uh, Booze. You do t-shirts right. You, you do t-shirts right, exactly. All right, so good. Tri-blend. That's good. Right. We learned try something. Blend. We learned something. Tri-blend. Try, 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 and that's try. what you want. Try, 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 try. try. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, Acme just arrived. Oh, oh hey. they handed hey. shirts? Acme. They did not bring shirts, oh. but shirt? I think they brought a bunch of booze. Oh, oh hey. Hey. better than t I think they did. They were supposed <laughs> we to. We can take our shirts off now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, All right, we, can, do it. we can see how much Frey is on Kathy's sports bra. <laughs> uh, so, yes, they brought some Valentine's Day goodies. I haven't seen what they brought yet, but I'm assuming it's some, like, you know, candies and, and flowers oh, and booze. covered strawberries. <sighs> strawberries? Yeah. Oh, strawberries. love strawberries. <laughs> uh, Acme's got you covered with a full-service floral department for custom-made arrangements and premium bouquets, plus uh, with their wide selection of beer and wine, Acme is your one-stop shop for Valentine's Day. That's and, true. By the way, you can get 12 long stem roses for twenty one ninety nine, a strawberry shortcake heart cake for eight ninety nine, or six count fresh dip chocolate covered strawberries. Uh, strawberries for eight ninety nine. By the way, so okay, so there you go. You get everything there. That little floral setup, uh, floral setup at the Acme. Oh yeah, it's very competitive. Yeah, very I competitive. I agree. Okay, so uh, let me see what else I noticed here for noticing oh. things. Can I do that? Wait, can I just say something really quick before you move on? Stop. 
No, no, you, no you, it can kind of... It just. You want the theme? Me, I'll give you the theme. No, I want... Uh, More sports bra talk. No, I want the challenge. If there's a t-shirt or your pants or whatever that you guys can't find, yeah. send it to me. I, I, I'm oh, going to try really? to find it for okay. you. Okay, I'm, I'm right. going to go back to the, what I meant earlier uh, about not finding the size of shoes. That's shopping in person. Like, I go to a Skechers store. Right. And, uh, and I find, okay, I like this style, and then they don't have May the I style. recommend it, it something? It hasn't happened often, but when it has, I've been like, damn it. Would you, like, listen, you. for for a f- nominal fee, wouldn't you hire Kathy to be your Ooh. personal shopper? Personal shopper? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, sure. that's what I meant. Pay me, and I'm going <laughs> to find you the T-shirt and the shoes yeah, that yeah. you can't okay. find. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, here you go. Here's another story I noticed. Um, if you are getting Kathy set up and you know it. for a uh, dating profile, oh. uh, you may want to include your dog. Uh, pet care <laughs> marketplace. Oh, yeah. Rover recently surveyed more than uh, a thousand pet owners who had used dating apps and found that seventy six percent of them said they would be more likely to match with someone who featured a dog in their photos or bio. Yeah, this is um, this is something that I've, I've seen pop up uh, often, where that that's sort of the thing. Walk through the park with it with your dog, um, Preston. I think there is actually a dating app that is exclusively um, for you know pet owners. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. so. Uh, I mean, they have them for farmers and right. fishermen. And so they have why not? they have animals. Fifty-one uh, percent of single pet owners admitted to including their dog in the in the dating profile in hopes of increasing their chances of drawing a potential match. And twenty-four percent had no shame in admitting the dog in their photo wasn't their own. Uh, uh, the dog breeds singles deemed most likely to positively influence matches were golden retrievers, labradors, cockapoos, cocker spaniels, and border collies. Um, so yeah. And like you said, Steve, you know, if you have a puppy and you're walking around in public, forget it. Uh, the women will flock. They'll be throwing beaver at you. I, I always uh, thought there should be like a rental business. Like if you're going to take a walk around uh, Rittenhouse Square looking to pick yeah. up babes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pet rent, a, rent a puppy. Just, yep. just, uh, just put him in the bike rack. So last year I was walking around uh, Cape May and I, uh, I was going to pick up my, uh, my daughter and her friends and I brought Reggie with me. What I didn't know, oh Steve. Oh God! Where'd you get that huge dog? <laughs> what I didn't know is actually you're not allowed to have dogs on like that Washington Square. I had no idea that you weren't allowed to. Oh, my oh, Washington really? Square? Yeah, that really? Washington. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's called Washington Square or not. But what, anyway, like the cobblestone. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you're not supposed to have dogs. But uh, is it, it was, I guess so. <laughs> but it was late enough that uh, there weren't a whole lot of people there. But anyway, I'm bringing Reggie, and I, I mean, every ten feet, I had to stop. I had to stop for people to, like, pet him and... and oh, ask. my God, what's yeah. his name? Yeah. My name's Matthew. <laughs> Fortunately, he doesn't draw attention to himself. No, dude. <laughs> but you know what? He is... He loves people. Like, yeah. he just... It, whoever is newest in my house, that's his best friend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. I noticed this other thing. Uh, and this is kind of sad. We chatted briefly about this last night. Barry Diller's IAC Interactive Corp. is ending the print editions of Entertainment Weekly, In Style, and four other titles acquired from Meredith Corporation last year, turning them into digital-only properties. I got Entertainment Weekly for years. Me, me too. For yeah. years. I loved I- it. It was such a nice little snapshot of everything. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and that, that, that was probably... Actually, I used to get a ton of magazines delivered to the house, but the last one that held on for the longest was Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, and because I would, of what we do, I would use it for the show, and yeah. I would I would regularly just rip pages right out of yeah, it yeah. And, and have it in my stuff yeah. for for on air fodder. I mean, uh, like Steve, there were 
kind of spoilers before there were internet spoilers. Right, spoilers right. But like, you know, when you get a teaser issue about, say, the next Star Wars movie or yeah. whatever, I that would be my go-to. I would turn to Entertainment Weekly, and uh, yeah, like it was. That was one that I you would keep for the week and uh, and and always look forward. And to. And then it. they would do the the multiple covers on a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the few magazines I still flip through is Philly Mag. We get it sent yes. here. Likewise, and I, and I like the physical copy of the magazine. Yeah, and, and listen, I will use the digital version for you know to look about things for like City Beat and so yeah. on that are going on in town. But I like that. I like being able to hold it and sure. flip through. When I'm on an airplane, I always pull those magazines out and flip through them a little bit. Right. You know? So do you when you're it's at, sad when you're at the beach? Do you have a like a physical thing that you like to kind of like finger through? Uh, <laughs> um, I tried taking a novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't work at the no. beach for me. It's not the time. I, I like to people watch. Yeah. I like to look at the ocean. Uh, Same castles. But, but what we will do is a uh, yes crossword puzzles. Yeah. Uh, because you can set them down, and you know you can you can jump in and out. Yep. Uh, so yes, I do like to have something to work on. When I was lifeguarding my in summer '96 and summer '97, I was doing apartment pools, and a lot of times uh, it was dead. There was like nobody, nobody there. Nobody yeah. there. Yeah. And so, uh, and I had a subscription to Entertainment Weekly, and that I just loved it. And and I had um, I had so, and I kept them all, and I ended up wallpapering a, a couple of my walls in my bedroom with the covers. You know, kind of weird, but. Also, you know, I used cool. I used to years ago. The uh, my father would get the the New York Times for the jobs listings and all that stuff right. just to keep up on the business. They were you know at that time they were kind of the paper you went to for that. Uh, but inside they would have full fold out recreations of the movie posters that oh, were no opening. Kidding. And I put those up. I mean, I was it was just great yeah. that physical copy that you know that that, that tactile sensation. But, you know, what are you going to do? I used to, it wasn't Entertainment Weekly, but I would put covers of uh, Modern Drummer magazine. Okay. I, would, I would cut those out and hang them up on my wall. But you had a, complete, a wall completely covered by yeah, them? Yeah, so I lived on the third floor of my parents' house, old house. And so there were a ton, like... Um, did you ever do the Yellow Pages? Never did the Yellow Pages. <laughs> that would the Bible? Cool. Plumbing section. Yeah. No, but there were a lot of different um, angles. Uh, yeah. And because it was a third floor, so there were like, uh, you know, diagonal right, yeah. ceiling yeah, walls and... Yeah. yeah, what's that called? Vaults. Vault. Okay, yeah, vaulted yeah. ceilings. Um, so, you know, I was able to sort of decorate with that. Okay, I don't like the way it looked. Well, it's sad that it is uh, sad. that they're that they're hanging it up. Uh, so, the um, New York-based digital media company told employees at uh, Entertainment Weekly, in style, eating well, health, parents and people, and Espanol will be available only online. You can, I just subscribe to Espanol in uh, hmm. in April. Uh, so. Um, yeah, yeah, Philly think, Mag Press, I think, is the only magazine that I actually still read. I'm trying to think of any other mags that I actually... Yeah, <sighs> straight something? Uh, well, I don't read it. <laughs> I, I, just, think, uh, I, I think, the I think Entertainment <laughs> Weekly hasn't even been weekly for a long stretch. I think it's been monthly. Oh, right. And so, yeah, they didn't, you know, it's just, it's one of those ones where, it, sadly, I mean, it's it, it, people don't need it anymore. And they so, don't. And, and subscriptions wow. are plummeted. Watching uh, uh, Pam and Tommy, the, yeah. the show, uh, Seth Rogen's character in, in the first episode is flipping through the TV guide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Trying to see what he can watch on TV and I'm like, wow. Because uh-huh. that's a that's Oh, a TV guide was, and we had it delivered and it was like, I would I would tear into that. Mm-hmm. I would learn that I knew the schedule backwards and forwards. That's the beginning of a couple of cable channels. Mm-hmm. Now, there'd be no way you could do that. You'd have to be uh, some sort of savant. Yep. I mean, listen, uh, the stuff we have, the immediacy of everything, is great. It's great. But there's something cute about all that stuff. I, you agree. Know? Like, I agree. Like the guillotine. Yeah, that's, that's pretty we miss that. 
Uh, the move, by the way, uh, first reported by the Wall Street Journal, reflects the declining circulation and revenue for print media as audiences continue to turn uh, to digital devices for their content, of course. And the consumer shift uh, to digital accelerated during uh, the pandemic as yeah, well. Yeah, so of course, yeah. Kind of move things along. Didn't so. want the, the filthy magazines coming in your mailbox. Well, that's too bad. All right, well, listen, that's all I'm going to notice for now. We'll do uh, noticing another time. Uh, we will... Today's Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah, buddy. God, Are you kidding me? I just realized that. What's the matter? It's just tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's yeah. Friday. And it's almost Friday already. And it technically is late Friday night right now. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. You're right. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. We got some B-File stories for you, Fred. It's freezing outside, so bring MMR inside. Say, Alexa, open MMR. Don't tell me what to do. Please, Alexa. Okay, since you asked nicely. Now playing WMMR live stream. All right, we got stories. Here we go. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, sponsored by Horizon. You can install your new heating system as soon as tomorrow, or it is free. At horizonservices.com. Well, again and again, this gal, Hannah Catton, told doctors that there was something wrong with her body. And again and again, she said that the doctors dismissed her concerns. They didn't listen in late 2018 when she told them about her frequent urinary tract infections. They didn't listen months later when she returned to tell them that she was having irregular periods. And they didn't listen when she complained of bloating, constipation, and diarrhea. Holy hell. Catton was telling them her body was in rebellion. Almost a dozen physicians told her otherwise. She was young and healthy, so it was probably nothing, just a little too much stress. One told her that she was overweight and losing a few pounds might ease her symptoms. But almost three years passed after her symptoms first emerged, during which she saw about 10 doctors and then in October she collapsed in pain and took herself to the emergency room and from one of her ovaries surgeons pulled out a cancerous blob weighing four and a half pounds Jesus! and stretched nearly eight inches about the size of a volleyball Uh, so this is growing all the time and they're just poo-pooing her yep yeah man cat who's now 24 wants other women and doctors to learn from her experience uh, women should learn uh, the warning signs of ovarian cancer and forcefully advocate for themselves. Is she okay now? Uh, she's all right now, yeah. yeah. Uh, doctors need to become uh, better versed in recognizing the symptoms, she said. Uh, most importantly, Catton said physicians need to listen to the patients instead of dismissing them. Like Dr. Dr. Mike, Mike said. Right. Yeah. Casey, can you hand me that, uh, that tumor here? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, a drunk truck driver drove through a red light rammed parked cars up against buildings and caused some of them, including a house, to catch on fire. Three people were hurt and 31 vehicles were damaged in this rampage. This took place just outside of Nuremberg, Germany. Uh, The truck driver first skipped a red light, hitting a car that was at a crossroads, carried on without stopping. Shortly afterwards, the truck plowed into several parked cars, pushing some of them into the walls of nearby buildings. I bet he's racing home for Jeopardy. As a result, several cars, uh, the facade of a house, and the truck itself caught on fire. Uh, people inside of the house were evacuated, and police identified the truck uh, driver as fifty-year-old Turk- a 50-year-old Turkish citizen with no permanent residence in Germany. So What's he's the hell? Obviously facing some uh, legal issues. All right, listen to this, man. A large bull moose spent more than an hour stomping on the sled dog team of a rookie Iditarod musher in the wilds of Alaska last week. And the attack uh, didn't even uh, didn't end even after Bridget Watkins emptied her gun into the animal. Why don't you forget the moose? 
For a moment. This one kept on coming back. She said on a Facebook on Facebook Friday that the moose, after seriously injuring four of her dogs, wouldn't leave, and the, the ordeal stopped only after she called friends for help, and one showed up with a high-powered rifle and killed the moose with one shot. Wow. Uh, but just days later... Uh, her four dogs are on the mend, and she's back training with the other ones. I'm honestly amazed that any of them survived. Yes. I mean, you know, these, you know, the moose is a large animal. Why don't you forget the moose <laughs> for a moment? Watkins said the attack the happened moose. while she was on a 52-mile training run for the nearly 1,000-mile Iditarod, Iditarod Trail uh, sled dog race. And it starts March 5th in Anchorage. She said, as he charged me, I emptied my gun into him, and he never stopped. I ran for my life and prayed I was fast enough to not be killed in that moment. He trampled the team, and then he turned on us. Watkins said that she and a friend who was trailing her on a snowmobile took refuge next to the snowmobile. Uh, the moose stopped its charge toward them about two feet from the snowmobile, and she managed to cut free six dogs that were tied to the machine. But the moose went back to her, uh, went back to the sled, and began stomping on the dogs that were still tethered to it, standing over the dogs and trampling them repeatedly for over an hour. Oh, my I mean, God. The Why fact don't you forget the moose? The, the fact, fact that they survived. Yeah. She said, I've never felt so helpless in my life. He would not leave us alone, Even and he even stood over the top of the team, refusing to retreat. She called friends, and the moose was shot and killed after one arrived with a rifle. Uh, Alaska State Troopers had been preparing a helicopter to respond, but stopped you doing so. You can't a moose in a helicopter. After they were told that the moose was dead. Her four badly injured dogs, Flash, Bill, Bronze, and Hefe, were taken to a veterinarian in the nearby community of North Pole and are recovering. By the way, another famous tale of a musher's run-in with an angry moose happened in the 1985 Iditarod when the late Susan Butcher came across one while she was leading the race. She used her axe and a parka to fight off the moose, but it killed two of her dogs and injured 13 others. Another musher came along and killed the moose, and she had to withdraw from the race, but later won four Iditarod races. Yeah, uh, listen, if I'm doing Iditarod, I'm bringing a high-powered rifle with me. Damn, man, that's crazy. Wow. A group of people, well, this, this is a terrible story, uh, were skating on a northern California reservoir when the ice broke and six of them plunged into the frigid water, including one who was later found dead. Oof. The body of the skater was found 37 feet under the water. Wow. The group of eight were skating at the Stampede Reservoir north of Lake Tahoe. When the accident happened on Saturday, the two who didn't fall helped the others but couldn't find a man who was the farthest from the group. One of the people who fell in the icy water dislocated their shoulder and was taken to the hospital and released later on. Did you see that footage of the woman The woman who jumped in? They were doing like a plunge thing. They cut a hole in the ice. She jumped in. They misguessed the current flow oh. under the ice. Oh. She jumped in, boom, under the ice. Yeah, I think Gone. it was a while back, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, a dive team searched the reservoir, and emergency responders uh, flew over the area, but they weren't able to locate the missing Horrible. until Sunday when his body was recovered. Yeah, that's terrible. We need a positive moose story. Um, a positive moose story. Yeah, I don't have one of those, and that's all I have for now. Uh. Sorry, man. Uh, but we do have a moose question. Oh. oh. So I'm going to go to the phones real quick here. I'm going to go to uh, Eric. Hey, Eric, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank <laughs> you, Eric. What you need, man? 
It has been bothering me for years, and I have texted, I have called, I have never been able to find an answer. Where does that moose clip come from? Why don't you forget the moose? Because I this is because this is really going to make you laugh. I swear it sounds like Mo from the Three Stooges. It sounds like Mo from the Three Stooges. Hit that again, please. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? I can see a little bit. All right, so it was a character named Burt Johnson. In the movie Arthur, okay, so the, the original or the remake, the original. So Arthur okay. is is uh, goes to meet this guy. He's he's he has asked this woman who he doesn't want to marry to be his bride, and he goes to meet <laughs> the father. And Arthur is drunk. Yes, and he's in like the trophy room. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And he keeps referencing the moose, the moose. on the wall, and the dude has <laughs> just had it at that point. Yeah, and he that tells him to forget terrible. the moose. So. I have to go watch that. Yeah, that's the reason why I wanted to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're going to laugh at this too. I'm going to be 50 this year. I've never seen Arthur. Oh, oh all right. It's a good movie. It is a fun movie. Yeah, dated, I, but I it's a good movie. I definitely want to see it, especially now that I know we're actually. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, no Thanks, problem. Man. We'll see you. The original is much funnier than the uh, the remake. And, yeah, and, uh, I didn't like he, the remake. He, I didn't even finish it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, Russell Brand, you know, he was trying, but it just wasn't the same. The, the one scene I did like in it is because Nick Nolte plays this character, the Burt yeah, Johnson yeah. character. And Arthur is in this room. He thinks he's alone. It's it's construction's being done, and he finds a, a nail gun, and he starts popping off rounds. Well, on the other side of the plastic, Nick Nolte's character is there, and he has two of them embedded in his oh chest. Blood's coming out. And so he's supposed he's this yeah. really tough yeah, old yeah. man. And, like, he doesn't even acknowledge that they're there. He's just standing there, and he's got blood pouring out of his chest while he's talking to him. So, all right, anyhow, uh, we are going to take a break. We are going to come back in a moment. We'll have a lesson question for you and trash and music news when we get back. So make sure that you stay with us. Be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Savings are in bloom at Acme. Get four times reward points with your Acme For You app. Look for the specially marked tags on participating items throughout the store and redeem your Acme rewards for free grocery items. Or save up to a dollar per gallon on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Look for your savings in bloom bonus reward points only at Acme. Now and now through April 28th. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com for more details. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Good morning, friend. All right, we have a few things to do before retiring for the day. One of those things will be to get you the letter of the day for the word of the week. That's coming up in a tad bit, so don't miss out. We will give that prize away tomorrow. In the meantime, we have something else to give away right now, and that is for the lesson question, a pair of tickets is MMR Rock Steel Freaking Panther. They're going to be playing Saturday, April 30th. In Atlantic City, they'll be at the Sound Waves at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Tickets go on sale this Friday. The question I have for you this morning is Steve has an X-Acto knife and a flashlight and is very good at what medical procedure? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Steve has an X-Acto knife and a flashlight and is very good at what medical procedure? If you heard it and you know, you should call now. 215-263-WMMR. We'll wait for that call. Here we go with the trash business is a gold mine. 33 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by 
Family and Company Jewelers, if you are ring shopping this Valentine's Day, visit Family and Company Jewelers on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey. Online at FamilyJewelers.com, South Jersey's Diamond Destination. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Tom Brady just retired, and already he's suggesting he could be returning to the NFL. Brady says he instantly realized he made a mistake while holding his wife's pocketbook in a Michaels. (laughs) 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 Rapper Nelly has issued an apology after accidentally posting a video to social media of a woman giving him oral sex. While you can't see Nelly's face, you can clearly see that there is a Band-Aid on his left testicle. Oh, mm. oh my, God. my God. He likes that Band-Aid. That'll be yeah. him. Yeah. A, and finally, a beaming Caitlyn Jenner recounting meeting her new grandchild while visiting daughter Kylie in the hospital. Caitlyn says while she couldn't rock the newborn to sleep in the maternity ward, she did the next best thing and rocked the entire hospital. Yeah. <laughs> That's her All right, we'll go for an answer, see if we can get one. Steve has an exacto knife and a flashlight. And is very good at what medical procedure. I will go to Owen. Hey there, Owen. Hey, how's it going? Good. Owen, what medical procedure is Steve proficient at? The trach and I'm... <laughs> the trach. Yeah. Yeah, we're going with that. <laughs> we're going with trach. That was adorable. <laughs> Hang on, Owen. Tracheotomy. And we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Steel Panther Saturday, April 30th at Soundways Hard Rock Hotel Casino, Atlanta City. Uh, tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Via, uh, via Ticketmaster. And you can click concerts at WMMR.com for information. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> All right, it's brought to you by Penn Distributors, and you can join Casey at Colmore Beverage, formerly known as Beer Stop Beverage, on Route 309 this Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. for the Zero Carb Bud Light Next launch. And you could win a four-pack flyer tickets. Visit WMMR.com for details. Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators are back on the road in support of their new album, Title Four, which drops uh, tomorrow. Slash spoke about the band's set list, which, unlike the early Conspirator gigs, features no dips into the Guns N' Roses or Velvet Revolver catalogs. They've built enough material on their yeah, own. Yeah, no, yeah. that was yeah. It's about time. Uh, at first, they didn't. They had one yeah. album to go on, and that was it. So, in a new chat with Ultimate Classic Rock, Slash talked about keeping the set focused on Conspirators material. He said, "I have to admit, I really miss playing the Guns material when this thing first started." So. Uh, it was a great outlet for me, but having gotten back with all my buddies and guns, after a while, I was like, mm, I don't really need to do that with Miles and Company, so we don't have any gun songs in the set. That said, I sort of miss the occasional Velvet Revolver song, so I haven't put any Velvet songs in the set as of yet, but I might at some point put one, at least just for the fun of doing it. Any Maroon 5? I don't think they're going to cover bands like that, okay. no. Okay. Uh, slash... I literally want to jump off the building when I hear that. Went on to talk about the vibe behind his setup with Kennedy and the Conspirators. He said, uh, we don't have any kind of illusions of grandeur. We're not trying to be the biggest band in the world. Uh, We just like to go out and play. And so that's how this has been functioning all this time. Uh, But we've actually sort of built up a sizable fan base, and we've got our own thing going at this point that's sort of established. But 
it doesn't really change the way that we do things. So it's very easy, sort of a simple group, he says. Did you guys know that uh, Pierre had a conversation with Slash? I did not. Yeah, I, I don't know when it's going to air, uh, but uh, it was either yesterday or the day before, and I'm sure he can give us some details when he gets in. But yeah, uh, apparently it was a really cool... Uh, what's that? Pan- pancakes making noises. <laughs> to write down. Too legit to, to quit. quit. Okay, right. I got hey, it. Hey, you can okay. come in here, Pancake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Two p.m. tomorrow. He was right. using hand signals, yeah. but they're not the they're yeah. not our morning show hand no, signals. They're that's, not, that's a Pierre so. show signal. First, he said, "Cut it out." <laughs> right. All right, Mick Jagger. Mick Jaggers. Come on now. Let me redo that. <laughs> Mick Jaggers, former solo right hand man guitarist Jimmy Rip, says that he and Jagger recorded a full solo album with the late Charlie Watts. Uh, Rip revealed that the original version of the of Jagger's third album, 1993's Wandering Spirit, was recorded with the Stones drummer behind the kit. W- when was this recorded? In 1993. Wow. So Jimmy, who in 1988 handled guitar duties on Mick's one and only solo tour hitting Australia and Japan, recalled working on the material. He said, Mick and I went to this big chateau in France. We had the Rolling Stones mobile truck come down and park in the parking lot. Uh, he and I and Charlie Watts, who lives not far away, the three of us recorded an entire version of Wandering Spirit, which for me is the best version of Wandering Spirit. Uh, bassist Doug Wimbish came and uh, played on a few tracks. I played bass on a lot of it and guitar, but that version of the record is blindingly great. He said the problem with it was that it sounded so much like a Rolling Stones record. He said it really sounds like a Stones record to the point where sometimes I play it for people and they say, "Hey, uh, have you ever heard these Stones outtakes?" And they go, "Wow, how have they? How come they never put this out?" And it's like this is not a Stones record. But Mick, at the end of it, said, "If I want to make a Rolling Stones record, I'll make that with the Rolling Stones." So they, right. they eventually recorded a new version of the album, and uh, Jagger had remembered. Uh, he and I there were a bunch of years. He and I, a bunch oh, of years. He and I, comma. There were a bunch of years when we were kind of inseparable, going everywhere and doing a lot of work together. This is a, um, I wouldn't call it a liability, but it does happen. Like, I remember when Brandon Flowers recorded the his solo album, you know, after doing the stuff with the Killers. Yeah. It sounded like a Killers album. Yeah, it sounded too much yeah. like the band. Uh, he shed light on why the album was ultimately put on ice for several years. He said that uh, his manager had talked to Keith Richards, manager, and they had set up a meeting for the two of them in Barbados. And maybe they maybe they recorded this in nineteen eighty in the eighties, but didn't release it until the nineties. Did you did you remember? Were you aware no. that, that Jagger had done a solo tour? No. Uh, Mick said, "You know, I'm going to meet with Keith, and then if we get on all right, I'm going to make a Rolling Stones record. If it all blows up, we'll go do this record." And I was like, "Man." Hot spit. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, following the completion, Wandering Spirit Jagger started work on Stone's 1994 Voodoo Lounge album, uh, putting any plans for a solo tour on ice. With Rip and Jagger only making a handful of promotional appearances, including Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Seven Dust has announced a second leg of their Animosity 21st Anniversary Tour. And there is a Philadelphia date. It will be May 11th, and they are playing the TLA. I don't have information on ticket sales handy, but I'm sure you can do a quick search and find out. They're also going to be in Harrisburg 
uh, on May 10th, the night before. So those are a couple of shows in our area with Seven Dust. I love that the, the TLA is still around. Yeah. I, 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 it's it's a great venue. I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I love knowing that it's there and I saw many shows. That's where I got to see a, a Bill dressed as Scooby-Doo. Uh, that's that's right. right. What's going on with the truck? What's there now? I don't know. Is it just an empty All space? That, from, from what I understand, have understood it's the way it was. It's just not open, you know. But and, and I, I haven't heard anything that they're going to be doing with it. So I'm sure the pandemic helped, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. And there you go. That's uh, music news. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We'll wrap it up. Letter of the day. When we get back, stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Warmer temperatures, sublime, those things go together wonderfully doing time on 93.3. Don't you? MMR, yes. Knew we were going to play that, and that's why I'm wearing shorts. Oh. Oh. Well, it's going to be like 55 degrees, so it's a good day to wear shorts in February. Uh, sunshine, uh, same thing tomorrow, even warmer, 57, 58, somewhere in that range Saturday. We're hoping to get to 60, and then Sunday, we're cooling off uh, 37, our high, Monday, 30, our high. So much, much cooler. Uh, I would like to take a moment and thank Miss Tammy Pescatelli. Yay! In our program. Tammy is always a great guy. She's so much fun. She really is. Uh, she will be appearing at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and also Friday and Saturday, heliumcomedy.com, to get the tickets. And thank you to Mr. Danny Brienne of your flyers. He's just uh, moved up to special assistant uh, to the general manager. He's like a stone's throw away from being a GM someday, maybe. Uh, and he's hoping to get some stuff going with the team. We'll see what happens. But it was nice. He's a good He's a good person, and uh, we're happy for him. So it was nice to have him on. Pierre Robert is here. Hello. Good day. How are you? Fine, thanks, kids. It's supposed to be really nice out. We haven't been out since before the sun came up, so I don't know. It's, it's very pleasant. Yeah. I love not it. bad at all. Uh, when you said 60, I had a hard time it's amazing. believing that in yeah. February. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you said 30. 30, yeah. yeah we're uh, doing you, little... you could believe that. I did believe that. Right. <laughs> um, so I believed only 50% of what you told me. Okay. Just make it the right 50%. Okay. I'm yes. trying to think about that. Uh, this I believed the Ah, uh, you believed 30, the 30, but not the, not the I gotcha. 60. Yeah. I wanted I'm to good for about 50% worth of correct <laughs> anyway. No, don't so do that to yourself, it. man. Don't, bro, don't do that to All yourself. All good, brother. Okay. Yeah. How you doing? Very good. Excellent. Shall we get a letter from you today? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by the letter. N as in no. All right. We have a prize to give away. Keep track of that letter N as in no. Tomorrow it's a two-night stay at Live Hotel. Cool. Uh, plus a $300 dining credit to use at any live casino and hotel Philadelphia restaurant, including the Prime Rip, Sports and Social, or Luck Foo. 
And Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia voted best overall gaming resort in Pennsylvania. Uh, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? You can call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, uh... We're shaking today, man. Uh, well, tomorrow we will have, uh, as you, uh, as Nick pointed out, a conversation with Slash at 2 p.m. Uh, so that's coming tomorrow. But today, a workforce blocks of uh, proving it's everything that rocks. Metallica, Linkin Park, and Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yeah. Wow, there you go. And so why not? Is what I said. It's amazing yeah. Jimmy still makes the cut, but he does, I guess, right? Uh, he does. Yeah. He does. And, um... You know, Kathy was going for Slayer, but um, I, you know, had a request for Jimmy Buffett, and mm-hmm. I had to go there. Brought way. it back around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our buddy, uh, Bert Kreischer, was hanging out with Buffett the other night. They, really? I, I don't know if he was opening for him and hosting an event where Buffett was appearing, but, uh, uh, yeah, James um, ended up hanging out with Bert, and they were on uh, Bert's Instagram account together. It was pretty interesting. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, Buffett just keeps going, man. He does, indeed. Fascinating guy. Yeah. It was uh, the, the funny line I liked from that was... Uh, he was recounting to, to Jimmy. He goes, "My wife asked me, do you think he'll play Margaritaville?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No chance. All right, I want to thank doing any guns to- uh, songs on this tour. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and also Acme. Download the Acme app. Yeah. See your all new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And thank you to Acme again for dropping off uh, that great package of, of flowers and oh, wine and chocolate awesome. and all the stuff that they have there for Valentine's Day. So they have 12 long stem roses for twenty one ninety nine. Strawberry shortcake, hard cake for eight ninety nine, and six count fresh dip chocolate covered strawberries for eight ninety nine. So thank you guys, we appreciate that care package. It was very nice. Uh, tomorrow for your Friday, we will have uh, as a guest from Saturday Night Live, Punky Johnson. Oh, cool! Join I like her. Yeah. yeah. So we will do that, and we'll do our Friday things. Yeah, it's okay. what we do. Wrap it up and have beautiful weather and all that good stuff. So that's it. We are done. A rage on, and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two da bat two ba 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 ba